This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Serving as a juror in a high-profile case is never easy, and this case will be no exception. Before opening arguments, I want to thank you for your service. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Four, five, six. V-I-G! Ah! What's going on? Uh, I'm just checking out this uh, application for Bowden Hall. I'm not going to lie on this application. you got to give the boys a little edge. And you're right. Uh-huh. I'm their father. Darn right. If I don't lie for them, who will? You must have done a great job on that application. They're interested in Nikki and Alex. I may have, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I may have embellished. This is very important. You know, the fast track. Zoom. Zoom, 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 zoom. Yeah, right. Okay, zoom. Zoom, 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 zoom. Look, Mrs. Jacobs, we have to be honest. Well, I have to be honest. We may have, well, he may have embellished, lied a bit on our application. And now. What's the, why, who? Wait. How? Wait. What? That feature presentation. Was that Lori Laughlin? Oh, yeah. (gasps) How did I miss that? No, we found out Full House is a documentary. It is. Turns out to be her whole life. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) All true. (laughs) You. uh, Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, that's history repeating itself. Wow. She cheated all over again, you guys. Like we always say with Trump, there's a tweet for everything. I guess there's a show for everything. No, there's a Full House episode for everything. Wow, <laughs> yeah. I guess so. Everything that happens was on a Full House. Yeah. Interesting. Welcome in, you guys, to yet another all-new Kevin and Bean show. This time, we'll call it a Monday, the 18th of March. Jensen, I know you had a great weekend. We're going to be hearing about that coming up just after 6. Mm-hmm. Allie, how about you? Uh, very relaxing. Again, I'm 86 years old, taking mm-hmm. care of a hip. So this was my last weekend where I'm like, this is it. I'm just going to not do anything, not going to aggravate it. Everything's going to be fine. That's probably a smart thing to do. Thank you. Probably a good way to go. I'm 86. I was on uh, April the Draft Watch, as you know. I got that text, and by the way, just one. Really? Letting me know that she was in labor. Okay. And it was a very swift two hours from the time the text came to the time the baby dropped. It was very exciting and very tense, by the way, because she walked around for like an hour with the two front feet hanging out of her hoo-ha. And then you saw a little nose, and then it seemed like out of nowhere, boom, there was the baby. But then the baby didn't move for like five minutes. It was heart-stopping and terrifying. Were you saying little prayers? Of course I was. Mm -hmm. And then April went and just, uh, you know, licked on the baby, and eventually you started to see the baby twitch a little bit, and... I don't know, maybe the baby was just asleep. But uh, but then about 45 minutes after that, he stood up and he's healthy and happy and he's a boy. We don't have a name yet, but it was very exciting. We, he's so involved now. <laughs> we don't have a name. Did you, did you like verbally celebrate when the baby dropped? 
Were you like, wee? Like, oh, you, yeah, of yeah. course. I mean, this is, that's, the, that's, that's why you're there is to see the baby being born. I mean, how often, what a wonderful world we live in where a guy can be sitting on his couch in New Orleans, Louisiana, and watch a giraffe being born. I mean, that's that, extraordinary. It is a great world. God it bless is. America. It's extraordinary, you guys. <laughs> So anyway, I just want to let you know for folks who uh, who heard Friday, I just want to let you know there was a there was a happy ending that mother and son are doing well. Oh, I thought you were going to say it was only a five dollar charge, and uh, and probably only a five dollar charge. Yeah. And Oliver, by the way, I mean I got to give it up for my boy because he could not have been more involved. He was pacing like he was in a, in the waiting room, just uh, right next door in the stall next door, hmm. just uh, available if there's anything he could do. He was very interested. He wasn't off hoeing while his uh, while his lady <laughs> was in labor. Right. I was just very impressed. I mean, I mean she's tight, not a Kardashian. They're, right? a tight, they're a tight family unit is what I say. And I think they're going to stay together. And I wouldn't be surprised to see more giraffes come down the pike. Well, I'd well, like I to announce. Think... I'd like to announce now that uh, we're opening a phone line uh, to text you when Danielle goes into labor. Excellent. It's okay. Five dollars a text, mm-hmm. and okay. you just uh, sign up through krock.com. How right. many texts will you send? You About four hundred. Yeah. Between now and and uh, the summer. Okay, yeah. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't trust you like I trust April. Oh, so okay. I'm going to pass on that. Plus. Human baby. I mean, really. Right. What? Uh, what do we need that for? You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, we got we got he's plenty not of humans. Kidding. No, we got he's, plenty of humans. Yeah, yeah, overpopulation. We're, yeah, we're down on giraffes. All right. Before we run out of time, I got a tweet this weekend from a listener who, for the first time, had seen it looked like a leprechaun to me. Oh, that that video may be one of the greatest viral videos of all time. Maybe one of the first, I want to say. Is it yeah. possible? Yeah. One of the first, like, really widespread viral videos. It occurs to me, and I looked it up. It first was posted St. Patrick's Day, 2006. So that is 13 years ago. So that means there are probably a lot of particularly young people who have never seen that video or heard that video that spawned Three separate memes, plus the greatest police sketch artist drawing of all time. <laughs> yes. This was back in the days of, like, E-bombs world. <laughs> and, like, yeah, sites, exactly. sites that you had to go to in order to see all of these videos. Would it be okay with y'all if yes, we revisited no need to ask. the greatest news report in history? It's Mobile, Alabama, and it's a couple of days before St. Patrick's Day. And if you haven't heard this yet... You're in for a treat. This can make your whole day. Well, just in time for St. Patrick's Day, crowds are coming by the dozens to get an up-close view at what some say is a piece of Irish folklore. Some people in the Crichton area of Mobile say a leprechaun has taken up residence in their neighborhood. A leprechaun. NBC 15's <laughs> Brian Johnson has more. And by the way, I think everybody involved in this story, at least on, from the news perspective, is playing it straight, right? They're not trying no. to make a viral Mm-mm. video. They don't know anything funny's coming. They have no idea how great the people are that live in this little neighborhood. Curiosity leads to large crowds in Mobile's Crichton community. Many of you bring binoculars, camcorders, even camera phones to take pictures. To me, it looked like a leprechaun to me. I got to do a look up in a tree. Who else in the leprechaun say yeah? (laughs) (laughs) All right. He's he's meme number one. I love that guy, and I want him for 2020. I don't know what he's doing now. But I, I love them. Eyewitnesses say the leprechaun only comes out at night. If you shine a light in its direction, it suddenly disappears. Could it be a shadow? <laughs> no, nah, it's it a leprechaun. Possible. Mm-hmm. If you shine a light on it and it disappears, maybe it's not really there. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? This amateur sketch resembles what many of you say the leprechaun looks like. Uh, you guys want to describe the amateur sketch? Uh, it's a circle. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. With another circle on top of it for a hat, 
And then little dots for eyes, basically. I think you're overdoing it with that. Yeah. It could not have been drawn by anyone older than three? Three, maybe four, yeah. This is a leprechaun and hold like it's it's a baby holding it. Yes. It's the it looks less like a leprechaun than I do. It's insane how hilarious the sketch is. Others find it hard to believe and have come up with their own theories and explanations for the image. My theory is this casting a shadow. From the other limb. Could be a crackhead that got hold to the wrong stuff. I also love her. There's your vice president for okay. 2020 with the leprechaun guy. Why does she think it could be a crackhead? She thinks somebody is high on drugs and is pretending to be a leprechaun? Yeah, man. Times are rough, bro. I, I've done that many times. Done a bunch of crack and thought I was a leprechaun. Okay, yeah. I guess yeah. I just wasn't aware. And it told him to get up in a tree and play a leprechaun. This guy helping to direct traffic says he's prepared for his encounter with the leprechaun. All right, now he's dressed in all camouflage and he's holding something in his hand that we're about to discover is a flute because this story doesn't need anything else, right? <laughs> now there's a guy in camo with a flute. He's suited up from head to toe. This was our smells right here. This is a special leprechaun flute which has been passed down from thousands of years ago from my great-great-grandfather who's Irish. From thousands of years ago this flute has been in the family, you guys. I don't, I'm starting to doubt that, though. This story has everything. I just came to help out. Others just came to get lucky in hopes a pot of gold may be buried under this tree. All right. I love this guy. All right. We've already had look like a leprechaun to me. We've already had could be a crackhead. Now you're about to meet the where the gold where the gold at guy. Mm -hmm. He's got a plan. If there really is a leprechaun in the tree, he's going to rip the tree out to get to the pot of gold. Which makes a lot of sense when you think about how leprechauns and pots of gold work, right? Yeah, we, we can't shame his optimism or <laughs> no. his drive. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna run a back hole and uproot that tree. I want to know where to go. I want to go. Give me the go. I want to go. This is Brian Johnson, NBC 15 News. Just Brian, uh, first of all, ladies and gentlemen, straight, well done. Like straight, a straight sign off. Uh, Brian now works here in New Orleans on uh, Channel 6, and I see him on the TV all the time. And they ask him occasionally about that, and he's like, it's, it was just another story. I had no idea it was going to end up being so crazy, and it's hilarious to him that it has lived on. And every year around March 17th, it uh, it comes back to, to bite him. But I think he did a fantastic job, and he couldn't have found better people on the street. That's great. I enjoyed that so much. All right, let's talk about today's all-new Kevin Beach show, shall we? Mediocrity always rises to the top. That is what we are counting on. Why is Matt Money Smith coming on the program today, Ali? I forgot. Something about the secret paperwork or phone calls or something uncovered about the Lakers wanting to move? Uh, emails, yes. Emails about the Lakers going back to the place where it was so magical, the Forum. Is but it going to happen? Let's see. In the okay. same weekend where LeBron gets blocked by the Knicks? This time. Yeah, I mean, not great timing that we're doing it, but it'll be fine. Mm. I don't see, I mean, I don't think the venue is the problem with the Lakers, right? Oh, absolutely not. The team's a problem. They're horrible. Okay. But the venue's great. All right. Matt Money Smith will know what's going on. Also, uh, great news on the program today. We're going to do a phone topic today about the lengths that you went to to track down a person. You know, like the uh, like the, the Craigslist myth connections. Mm-hmm. You saw that, uh, you, Allie, you always talk about seeing hotties in the grocery store. What do you do if you guys both walk out the store and nobody exchanges numbers? How do you find that person again? Uh, I use this is Instacart. what we're going to be. 
I'm sorry, what? I, oh, that's right. I, you I haven't used been, Instacart. I haven't, haven't been, been a grocery store in a decade. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. But I well, used to talk about it heavily. <laughs> All right. How do the how do the rest of us do it? What's our next move to find that person that you uh, that you let get get away from you? Also, um, uh, comedian and writer and actor Ben Schwartz is going to be joining us. Is this guy one of the hottest guys in Hollywood right now, Jensen? I they sold out Carnegie Hall. I mean, you know, him and Thomas Middleditch are touring the world doing improv. And if you can sell out Carnegie Hall doing improv, right? you're doing something right. Wow. He's got a new Billy Crystal movie coming out that he yeah. co-stars in. He's the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog. He's got so much going on. I got a brand He's new internet. The dad yes. of Steve from Stranger Things. Well, no, that's a different guy. Just what? look alike. Yeah, they look not alike. the same what? Not the same guy. Oh. Allie did all the wrong research this weekend. <laughs> also, a brand new internet roundup, including the best anti-drug PSA you'll ever hear. And our close personal friend, Marin Dungey, is going to be Yay! here. Yes. Who is back on another show that looks like it has a tremendous amount of potential. Co-created and co-written by Marsha Clark. Yes, that Marsha Clark. It's called The Fix, and it debuts tonight. So we'll get Marin in here as well. All of that, plus Black Keys tickets. And Allie's got What's Happening next on K-Rock. The Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. It is the Kevin and Bean Show on a Monday morning. Allie. Bean. What's happening? Well, it was a big weekend. Yeah, the P-Zone's back. The, what? Why are <laughs> you doing this? The pizza calzone combo from Pizza Hut. It's back. Again, horrible name. <laughs> P-Zone. I yeah, hate it. That's very unpleasant for a food. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Try it. Didn't know it was gone, nor did I know it existed. But thank you for that breaking news, you guys. Um, I did not see this coming. People are claiming they saw it coming. People were putting on the conspiracy alley hats this weekend. Mm -hmm. They're full of it. Disney has reinstated James Gunn as director of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. That, of course... We, we, we support that. It was yeah. the right thing to do. Oh, yeah. But that, of course, following uh, months of outrage from fans and inside in, inside industry alike. Disney had, of course, fired him from the franchise's third installment over some decade-old not-so-great tweets. And by not-so-great, they were awful. Just stupid jokes. Yeah, which resurfaced and some conservative personalities online used it as their, yeah, let's own the libs. And boy, did they own him, because after his departure, James Gunn moved on to Warner Brothers NDC to write and direct the upcoming Suicide Squad sequel. And as part of his agreement, he will reportedly be allowed to finish that project before moving on to Guardians 3. Yeah, they got him good. Got him good, you guys. <laughs> he really nailed it. <laughs> it's worth them. about $60 million. You guys got him real good. <laughs> And by the way, I think he, I mean, look, there were a lot of things that were great about the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, but I think he deserves a lot of credit for writing and directing them. Absolutely. Yeah. Here's and they the made thing. a billion and a half dollars between the first two. Were his tweets, some of them disgusting and nowhere near funny? Absolutely. That's why he apologized for years and years and years. So when it came out that... Oh, these tweets. Well, everyone's like, yeah, we knew this. He's already apologized for this over Before and over. Before he even got hired. Yeah. yeah. So it was all very, very weird. But he wound up um, putting out this tweet. I am tremendously grateful to every person out there who has supported me over the past few months. I'm always learning and will continue to work. 
at being the best human being I can be. I deeply appreciate Disney's de- decision, and I'm excited to continue making films that investigate the ties of love that bind us all. I have been and continue to be incredibly humbled by your love and support. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. Love to you all. So James Gunn reinstated. And Hail Satan, he put right at the end. He did not. Oh. He, uh, he did Wouldn't not. Wouldn't that have that. been? Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Hail Satan, I love kids. <laughs> right. God. I, I think anyone who read those and thought that he was like a pedophile is just a moron. They were just stupid, terrible jokes that everyone would admit if they weren't, you know, using some sort of political agenda to try to get him fired. Absolutely. Yeah. They they certainly weren't funny. No. In any way, shape, or form. stupid. Yeah. But again, when you apologize for something year after year after year, as opposed to somebody that was fired from another Disney show that never really apologized and went right back to doing what they were fired for, hence the difference. Yeah, man. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking to you people that tweeted me, what about Roseanne? Oh, take many seats. If you need me to explain the difference between his apologize. situation <laughs> yeah. and well, she did once I mean, kind of, and then took it back. It's yeah. yeah. To me, if you, I don't know. And she if, wasn't fired for past tweets. She was fired for pre tweets in tweets. the present during yeah. the show. Yeah, yeah. and it, James Gunn's like sadness about all of it was palpable. When you can feel someone's remorse, pretty sure that they're sincere. You know what I'm saying? Who's with me? Sure. I'll be with you. Cool. You guys. Uh, Are you wondering at all about the box office this weekend? I'm wondering. Wondering if Captain Marvel even showed up. I mean, is it even top 10? I want to know about Wonder Park. Well, I'll let you know. Thanks. Captain Marvel dominating the box office again this week. Did fall, of course, from its opening weekend, which they always do. But this weekend's receipts topped 69 million in North America. Nice. $120 million worldwide, bringing in about $760 million total so far. So is it a success? It is, it is a success. Um, I mean, in the second week out, it's already exceeded the lifetime takes for other superhero films like Justice League and The Amazing Spider-Man. So. I want to know where to go. I want the go. Give me the go. I want the go. Okay. The animated family film Wonder Park came in second. Oh. Yeah. Brought in 16 million. Were you thinking uh, a lot less? No, I thought I thought it would be number two. Yeah. What's that one about? I don't know that one. It's about a kid. It's an animated film. It's about a kid who walks into, I think, just some sort of crazy, desolate area and finds a theme park. Or does he? Did he have a head injury and he doesn't, he's just sort of seeing trees. I, I don't, I haven't seen it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> what if he does? He wakes up at the end and he's like, Mama, I hit my head on a tree. Kids are like, what? Oh, that would be real sad. Well, uh, that, quite the movie review mm-hmm. right there for Wonder Park. Uh, coming in third, Five Feet Apart. And number four, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. And rounding out the top five, Tyler Perry's A Medea Family Funeral. I saw a movie this weekend. Did you see you Medea? Did. You saw Medea. How did, I how didn't was it? see Medea. Oh. Now, I think this counts as seeing a current movie because we live in a Netflix world now where superstar releases are now not confined to movie theaters. Sure. Okay. I saw the new Ben Affleck 
uh, Oscar Isaac film. I have heard oh. good things about it. It is very good. Yeah. It is very good. It has a terrible title that, if I recall correctly, is called Triple Frontier. Yes. Which is an awful title. Yeah. But it is a, it's a heist movie. I mean, it's basically a group of guys getting together to steal a bunch of money, and it's a superstar cast, and I'm telling you, if that were in theaters, I think it would have been a big, big box office hit, but Netflix can't afford to buy them, and ultimately, maybe more people will even see it on Netflix oh, I than think would, they... would have ventured out to the theater. For I mean, this sure. Is, this For is sure. the new world we live in. You I didn't know, know this existed. Even crazier, the, the movie theater in West Westwood, uh, the one on on Wilshire. Now, mm-hmm. now I think it's like an eye pick or something like that. Uh, on the outside is a huge billboard for Triple Frontier Netflix. Really? Yeah. So like, it's oh, not even crazy. in the theater. Yeah, a theater is now uh, promoting a Netflix movie. Wow. Well, I so, just googled it, and uh, the first article that came up it makes perfect sense that you watched it. Bean, here's the title of that article: The Best Horniest Bromances <laughs> in Netflix's Triple Frontier Ranked. There is one woman in this whole movie and there's no well, there's no romance or sex at all. that's why you like Well, it. that's the movie I want to see. <laughs> no, but I mean, a movie with Ben Affleck, Oscar Isaac, uh, Charlie Hunnam. I mean, it's a crazy cast. All right, yeah. And it's real good and it just dropped on Friday. So there's your tip. Well, look at you being all up to date on Netflix I drops. do like to stay current. You do? Excellent. I'm going to check that out because you know my feelings about Oscar Isaac. Oh, yeah. You'll enjoy him very much in this. Woo! And he ablas, too, which is very nice. Oh, muy bueno. Some birthdays for you. Adam Levine. Let's give some love to Maroon 5. You happy about that? Nah, All your morons nah, out there? I'm, I, they're not my, not my cup of tea. The CPK of R&B. I th- could have sworn I saw a video where you were nah, trying to talk me, to man. other morons. That's, that's, that's what Maroon 5 fans are called. It must no? have been someone else. Interesting. Vanessa Williams, Dane Cook, Adam Pally, and Queen Latifah. From Barbershop 2, all hail Queen Latifah. <laughs> you happy about that, Bean? I really am not. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's happened. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Jensen, we missed you on Friday. Yes, I was in Seattle for the Emerald City Comic Con. It's a big one. I used to live there, as you know, in yes. Seattle for many, many years. And that is, uh, that is, that's Geek Fest for the whole year. That's that right. That particular con. It's the premier convention for the Northwest. And, uh, you know, it, it, it our Comic Con here in San Diego sort of set the standard mm-hmm. doesn't focus so much on like pop culture guests or entertainment guests but all the other conventions because they're not in los angeles or in california really put a focus on celebrities that appear and do signings and photograph sessions okay and so a big one uh this last weekend was the boy meets world reunion mm. so what would happen is that all four of the major stars from the show so my my wife danielle fischel uh writer strong will Friedel, uh and ben Sass and this time, for the first time ever, they had Bill Daniels, who uh, played Mr. Feeney on the show. Oh, wow. But also How was, old is he, by the way? He's in his 90s. It's like 92. Amazing. He looked great in the photos. Yeah, he's doing good. He, I, I didn't, I kind of knew him. I mean, obviously, I knew him as the voice of Kit from Knight Rider. But I'd forgotten he won an Emmy for St. Elsewhere. And oh, wow. Yeah, and he's married to uh, this, this actress named Bonnie, who won two Emmys for St. Elsewhere. Wow. So, like... Quite a powerhouse. They were... And she's 22, by the way. Yeah. That's the amazing thing about Mr. Feedy. He's got games. She's actually 90 or turning 90. Uh, so I was in Seattle, and it puts me in kind of a weird position where I have to decide whether to sort of stand in the back in the green room because it's in this huge convention center, and mm-hmm. they set up these little rooms for us. But, like, the kids from Stranger Things were there, and uh, I saw George Takei, and wow. uh, kind of a fun little group. Um, but, you know, people spend like $150 to like take a photo with them and get their autograph 
It's a, it's a weird scene. Uh, yeah. It's weird. I mean, there. I, I was thinking about what it's like for you. Yeah. Watching people just line up to meet your wife. Yeah, they they are in costume a lot. They're they're in costumes dressed as my wife, and uh, they take photos and get autographs, and they 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 know stuff about me because they're fans of of Danielle's. And uh, it's it, I like the people. They're all very sweet. And in situations mm-hmm. like when we, she's only signed up to do these a couple times and then she doesn't plan on doing them. This is her first year of doing them. And we were always sort of like, don't touch her. Like, we were always very nervous about what was going to happen if there were going to be weirdos there. And there aren't any. They're just big fans. Yeah. And nor- normally when they come up, they, they don't even really say much. They're very nervous Aww. in the situation. So it's really harmless and the people are very sweet and it's well, nice. Well, most people don't get to meet the cast of a TV show that they admire. Or I at mean, least it, one that they grew up with, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. one that they grew up with. Was there ever a time where Boy Meets World was... Uh, kind of absent from the pop culture landscape? Did it ever go away, or has it been in consist- consistently in reruns since it stopped making new shows? Um, it's always been in reruns, but it took years off and then came back as a reboot for Girl Meets World, mm-hmm, and then they, they went back. And, and, and so, yeah, people are fans generationally from, you know, they're all over the place between the two shows. Uh, but I have to make the decision whether to, like, stand behind, like, sit in a chair behind her while she's doing autographs and photos. And I'm always concerned that people take photos and just see me just sort of sulking behind her. You know what I mean? Just like, ugh, I don't know. Well, I think she's in good hands there. I don't think she needs a handler. I mean, if if you wanted to go hang out with George Takei, I think it'd be safe for you to walk away. Uh, Yeah, but then sometimes she's like, oh, come hang out. And then I, you know, she'll be like, oh, honey, look, this guy got us baby socks. And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, t- test those for stuff, please. Uh, and so it was It was a very, I had a fun time. I didn't get to go around too much. They did a panel and all sorts of stuff. Uh, but the next one she's doing in Dallas uh, has a Back to the Future reunion there. Oh. With Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd. And, and I have to pretend I'm not, like, super excited by that uh, to Danielle. How much are they going to charge to meet them? Well, they have like a $400 or $500 oh. price tag, but then there's like a $1,200 package as well. That you like, it's like a VIP package sure. or whatever. But then they're also doing like a Goonies reunion there. So it's I like love all of this. Data, Corey Feldman, and Sean Astin. Love it. And then there's another one there. Sorry, I did a lot of research uh, for the next one. Karate Kid, they have a reunion. So it's like Zabka, Ralph Macchio, and, uh, you know, the main sensei. So if you're on the right show. Oh, you, you could do this for the rest money, of your life. You can make money off it forever. Oh, yeah, for the rest of your life. I, I don't want to get into specifics, but yeah. how much money are we talking? Oh, these people make tons of dough. Really? Yeah, no, no. These are these are big. I mean, all you have to do is go to one of them and see the line and then do math right. in your own head. But yeah. yeah it's, it's, it, clearly, it was worth it for your wife yes. to fly up to Seattle for the weekend. So. Well, I mean, it was more worth it for me because I, uh, I found my heaven. Oh. What does that mean? Guys, this weekend I visited the Seattle Pinball Museum. Oh, sweet Jesus. <laughs> I got away long enough from Danielle to take a Uber <sighs> over to a place that has 50 different pinball machines. Oof. Traded out all the time by its owner, Walt, uh, who I met. All right, let me stop you right there. Yeah. I lived in Seattle yes. for 17 years. <laughs> yeah. Never heard of the Pinball Museum. Uh, well, Never you, even heard of it. That's your fault. Uh, this was an incredible <laughs> is place. Is it a new place? No, I've been around since 2010. Okay. Started with a city, uh, one of those kind of grants that you can get where mm-hmm. you get a storefront. Uh, and then they got like a three-month grant and then two more months. And now, this last year, they had 25,000 people stop by the Seattle wow. Pinball Museum. Now, let me tell you why I love it. $15 gets you into the Pinball Museum. Okay. $15. You can play free oh. fifty all day. They have food. Sodas. They have some craft beers. 
Guess how long I played for? Seven hours. Played for three and a half hours. Oh, you're oh such my a gosh. Played for three and a half hours. Games like The Addams Family. Uh, I while played. your pregnant wife was trying to hail a cab to get right. back to the hotel. Not even, she was making money so we could live in our house. Uh, Black Knight, uh, Fun House, I played. I played a Guns N' Roses machine. Nice. I played all sorts. I mean, listen, it was heaven. Now, you're a pinball aficionado. Yes. You spent a time at a pinball museum on your. Uh, Bachelor party. Bachelor party. Yes. When you walked in, was Walt like, I've been expecting you? No. Uh, <laughs> we started talking a bit. Uh, he, I was wearing a Dead & Co. Uh, hoodie. And he, uh, well, it was really funny. There were kids waiting outside in mm-hmm. line. And a, a guy came up to me and started talking to me about my hoodie. And then we started talking about Dead & Co. and et cetera, et cetera. And he goes, I'm a big fan. I've been following him since the 60s. And I go, that's amazing. He goes, well, you, are you with this group with the kids? <laughs> and I go, no, I'm alone. He goes, oh, let's go in. And then he unlocks it. And I was like, oh, like Willy Wonka. Like, I'm always I the owner. Like I didn't know I was talking to the owner. Uh, and then he was very sweet. And uh, you'll see today at the T-shirt battle, he gave me a free T-shirt. Wow. So I'll be sporting it for the Seattle Pinball Museum. He made a new friend. That. Yeah, I'm a big but fan. But now you're going to have to go back up to Seattle. Seattle, like every two months, just oh, yeah. to get a, get your Jones. Uh, I'm fix. planning on having my 40th birthday there. <laughs> I, listen, I now live in the Seattle Pinball Museum. <laughs> well, congratulations for everyone involved. Thank you, Kevin and Bean on K Rock KROQ. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in. When you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I want to introduce you to, uh, I'm not sure he's going to be your new hero, but I think you're certainly going to be curious about what he's accomplished and why. Most people try to solve the beloved Rubik's Cube with their hands. I mean, when I heard that, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, oh no. Okay. <laughs> why would there be any reason ever that you would solve your Rubik's Cube with anything other than your hands? Unless you don't have any hands. <laughs> if you're born without hands, I guess that's okay. That's not the case with this young man. Not Daniel Rose Levine. This 16-year-old solves it with his feet. Yes, his feet. Why, guys? Tell me why. I just can't. But why? I don't want to know. I mean, is there a... Like a disability reason? No! He has perfectly good hands. And he's really good at it. At first, it was really hard to do. It took me like 10 minutes to solve. <laughs> this teenager from Duck. Okay, wait. 10 minutes. Oh, it's taken me 39 years, and I still haven't solved one. <laughs> that is pretty remarkable, isn't it? I just wonder why he ever even thought of it. I don't this know. This teenager from Dutchess County first picked up the cube five years ago while attending math camp. I actually started practicing with my feet more because my hands started to hurt. 
Why do you suppose his hand started hurting? Well, he was at math <laughs> at camp, math and camp? he was very busy. This one time uh-huh. at math camp, I learned how to use a Rubik's Cube. <laughs> right. I mean, I thought, oh, he's 16. We know why his hand yeah. hurt. But that's he's not why. He's also going blind. That's, that's not Sounds why, though. Palm, Mary. Listen to the reason. From too much hand cubing. He did too much hand cubing, you guys. <laughs> Is that what they call it at math camp? <laughs> Apparently. So, for a while, I was only practicing with my feet. And that's where I really got fast enough for the world record. Okay, imagine doing the Rubik's Cube so much that you you can't use your hands anymore, so you have to start solving it with your feet. Uh, this is... It's crazy, right? Uh, it, it, at first, it was difficult. It took 10 minutes. It's a, I can't get over that. <laughs> I didn't know it went off at math camp. Oh. And it was exactly one year ago that Daniel broke the Guinness World Record for the fastest time to solve a Rubik's Cube using feet at 16.96 seconds. What? what? Jensen? Oh, why would he do this? He under, could be doing so many important things. Under 17 seconds with his feet. I mean, it's a record, I guess. I don't know why you'd want it, but it it's it happened. What a waste. Most people think it's really cool. Some people think it's gross. <laughs> that sounds like you, Allie. <laughs> I think it's gross. I don't uh, feet are just gross to yeah, me. I don't period. like feet. Yeah. I'm not a feet guy either. Yeah. We found Daniel practicing to beat his world record time at the National Museum of Mathematics. I'll- He's uh, trying to beat his uh, under 17 second time, by the way. Even though he is the current record holder, oh. he wants to take the record from him. I figured himself. out why he does it with his feet. Oh, please. Because he has to use his hand to push away all the women. Oh, <laughs> so <laughs> many all the chicks. ladies. You're yeah. right. You're totally right. <laughs> a place that highlights math connections throughout our existence, according to Associate Director Tim Nissen. We have people who are solving Rubik's Cube. We have musicians who are very mathematically minded. We've got artists who come and present their work uh, when it has a mathematical component to it. Daniel will be here at the museum Tuesday night to de- Signing autographs or does <laughs> it say? Demonstrate the mathematical patterns and functions behind successfully solving a Rubik's Cube with feet. Daniel's mother, Lauren, is a mathematician and she... Okay, now, is she pleased with her son? Or is she like, oh, I wish he could just hit a baseball? No, she's a mathematician. She's all in. So you think she's digging Mm -hmm. it? He says that cubing has made him mathematically sophisticated. We talk about math a lot. And he's in an early college now. He's only 16. And he's already taken calculus three. And he doesn't believe this, but the cubing really helped develop his mathematical thinking. Uh, I guess I don't know enough about how the Rubik's Cube works to know how a knowledge of math helps you solve it. Well, I think it's, I mean, as someone who's never solved it, uh, I do think it's about knowing where your turns are and sort of mm-hmm. the geometry of it. I do think it plays into how many times you turn and stuff. And being able to see many moves ahead, I yes, guess, yeah. part of it, yeah. While Daniel may be a math and cubing whiz, he has plans of a typical teenager. What do you think uh, he's looking forward to beyond the cubing world? What do you uh, think he's hoping for? Trying weed, uh, okay. maybe but, hanging out with his friends at the mall. Uh, right. Butt stuff. Maybe butt stuff? Mm-hmm. All right, let's see. I would hope to get a driver's license oh. at some point. Reporting from the Flatiron District, Audrey Puente, Fox 5 News. I'm not, make, I'm not making fun of that kid because he probably is going to be, uh, you know, lead mathematician on the mission to Mars or something. I sure. mean, he's probably going to end up doing great stuff. Sure. But I just, I don't want to be known as the kid who solves the Rubik's Cube with his feet. Well, I not, just... not only that, then does the person that's there for the Guinness Book of World Records, they have to hand him the Rubik's Cube. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Then do they have to take it back? Because then you've got like all of his foot juice oh, on yeah, the Rubik's Cube. Oh, yeah, they got to check it, man. Yeah, they've got to check it, make sure he didn't do anything with it. I just, no, too much feet. 
Foot juice now is a thing? Uh, foot juice. It's real. I think, I think you're doing it wrong, Allie. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world's famous K-Rock. Listen to what I uh, read over the weekend in the uh, New York Times, and I guess I was not unfamiliar with this uh, statistic. When the Lakers moved to Los Angeles from Minneapolis in the 1961-61 season, okay, that was a long time ago. They Since then, they only missed the playoffs four times in their first 53 seasons. Wow. That is a successful franchise, my friends. Oh, yeah. This week, they will miss the, the playoffs for the sixth straight year in a row. This is the lowest the Lakers have ever been. And in case you're wondering how last night's game ended, it sounded like this. LeBron James is around all the way. He has one no, sir. Uh, and by the way, the Knicks are going to win it. You've only heard 14 <laughs> times this season. <laughs> no, friend, they've only won 14 games? Yeah. <gasps> Our friend Mad Funny Smith is the co-host of the Petros Money Radio Show on AM570 and the voice of the Los Angeles Chargers, play-by-play for the Alliance of the American Football League as well. Uh, uh, Matt, first of all, you've been a lifelong Lakers fan yourself. What's this season been like for you? Uh, well, I do want to just because I know fans will come at you, uh, and I don't want them to at you, Bean. I, uh, I of course, born in Chicago during the Jordan era, so was raised a, a Bulls fan. But when I moved here, one of the things I did when I graduated college, I was fortunate enough to have two folks bidding for my services, and I told uh, each of them, if you buy me season tickets to the Lakers, I will sign and provide my services to you. And that became my uh, my love affair with the Lakers, with that Nick Van Exel, Eddie Jones backcourt that I came to love so much. So you are correct. Yes, you do. You, you go I mean, back a has, long. You go back a long life. way for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It has been a lifetime, um, and some great highs, and no question, these are some serious lows. I think the important thing to remember, and you're right, that is a wild statistic. They will miss the playoffs for the sixth time in a row. They had only missed five previous seasons leading up to this streak, but. The league is so much different, and I'm not giving the Lakers an out here. I mean, you are talking, uh, you know, I think back then when they first moved here, it, there were like uh, eight teams in the league for 10 playoff spots. So it was pretty hard to miss. <laughs> but now, you know, the, not to, to borrow a, a phrase from, from, I think it's Friedman who wrote the book, um, you know, the world is flat, and the NBA is now flat. And you can you can make a career and be a star and have your own brand in Oklahoma City or Indiana or Milwaukee, like we are seeing with Giannis and, and Russell Westbrook, and you don't need the Lakers anymore. And I think they're slow to adjust to that reality. And we saw that a couple of years ago when they pitched LaMarcus Aldridge as a free agent, and it became public that he was not only not impressed, but really disappointed with their free agency pitch because it was all – you can be a star in L.A. We've got our own channel. We'll get you your own show. And he's like, hey, man, I just wanted to talk with some coaches about how they were going to use me. <laughs> yeah. And that didn't happen. And I think that and we saw that we saw that, that a month ago with Anthony Davis. Same thing. I mean, he they, the, the public has just laughed at the Lakers offer and did, thought there was nothing attractive about it for AD at all. Yeah, it's, it's been. Um, and I think that's on Jeannie, you know, and I think we all love Jeannie. She is, um, you know, one of the, the great. I think individuals, we have something to aspire to in the city. Some kids inherit a team, and they just kind of cash checked and hang out at the racetrack. And I'm speaking to her brother, Jim, a little bit. And she worked her way up. You know, she sold season tickets for a tennis team called The Strings. You know, she, she did community service for the Lakers for five, six years. And she knows that organization. I think it's important for her 
who, you know, has constantly preached anytime she works with the media, oh, I'm on business affairs, I don't make basketball decisions. Well, you do when you have to now that you fired your brother Jim. You know, now you have to hire a general manager who is competent to hire a head coach if they're going to fire your hand-picked selection of, of Luke Walton. Um, and, and I just don't think Rob Talinka is that guy. I get that you want to hire Magic, and he's a great face for the organization, but he's inexperienced. And these dudes... You are talking about general managers, and I'm not saying they can't dance and take advantage of them, but the, the NBA has become a culture, a front office culture of advanced degrees from elite universities and uh, data managers and number crunchers mm -hmm. and aggregators that come that you don't want to get into a room with them if you don't know what you're doing. And I think without a skilled, at least assistant GM or something to go with Bob and Magic, you know, they're just... I'm not saying they're being outmatched, but I think they're at a disadvantage, and that's something she's got to take care so, of. So, Matt, I have a question. The irony that I think they're not going to be able to pick up a lot of free uh, free agents this offseason or the next one because of LeBron is very strange. The idea that, you know, you're always looking for, like, your big three or your big four, but it, it depends on who the team captain is. And I, I feel like the free agents who are going to be looking at the Lakers aren't going to be impressed with playing alongside LeBron James. It's weird, um, and that's that's certainly uh, something that's being kicked around quite a bit and mentioned quite a bit. And I think most of it, though, Jensen, stems from Kevin Durant, who's either the best or the second-best player in the league. I happen to think he's having the best season, even though he's injured right now, of anyone, considering what LeBron's kind of done so far this season. Uh, he said that, and that makes sense. You know, Kevin Durant should play with LeBron. It makes no sense. Uh, he already took his incoming for joining the team with Steph Curry, uh, as far as some of the other names, you know, Kawhi Leonard would be a great pairing with LeBron James. Now, he, I don't think, wants, you know, he believes he's one, and he is one of the five best, probably the best two-way player in the league, and he doesn't want to be seen as someone who is a supporting cast member to LeBron, but he, you could make a pretty compelling case that he would be, right? He's, hey, you're the second best player on the team, and I think that's hard for some of these extremely elite um, and top seven, eight best players in the league to swallow, that they wouldn't be seen as, you know, the prime reason, right. the, the nucleus. Yeah. Of, exactly. So I think that's kind of where this gets tricky. And is there someone out there that you could find that is a free agent that, that would want to play next to him and would accept being the second best player on the team? This is the voice of our friend Matt Money Smith from the Petros Money Radio Show. We're talking about the Leaf, the Lakers in their woeful season. And now we have to turn our attention to the emails that came out. I heard you guys a little bit talking about it last week on your show, but these uh, balls. Balls. First, first of all, what what are you saying, Matt? Balls? That's the that's the center of the email is that Jeannie Buss repeatedly calls the owner of the Clippers balls. Yes, that's, <laughs> that's right. That's part of it. That is very funny. Hey, What's Balls doing? What about Balls? Can you believe what Balls did? First of all, how did these leak? And second of all, is it a bad look for the Lakers that they're talking about leaving Staples Center and trying to recreate the Showtime Lakers by going back to the Forum? I want Jeannie Buss to start tweeting out, there's no collusion and it's a witch hunt. There's leaks. There are leaks in the Laker front office. Uh, I, my guess is, look, don't can I please give some advice to all the high-level executives that are listening sure. to your program right now? Don't put anything in an email, for God's sakes. I know I know. in, in our new world, everything, but people don't understand how to communicate via the spoken word or telephone. That's However, true. You know, emails, texts, 
chat snaps. They're all terrible. Stop it. That's, that's great advice. And by the way, you, you, you remember from your years working here at K-Rock that Mr. Weatherby never responds to anything in email. <laughs> he only speaks in person. It's true. Yeah. You cannot get exactly. him on an email. Um, why does it, why would it, look, the venue isn't the problem with the Lakers. Please explain why they think going back to the forum makes a difference. Well, it makes a difference. Hey, look, and this is a team that has a, what, $5 billion television deal that Spectrum has been absolutely miserable with since they put it together because they haven't had any playoff, you know, series to, to, to cash in on. Right. So that's been a mess for them, right? Mm -hmm. um, the reason why it makes sense is because they don't own Staples Center. Phil Anschutz does. So basically, this is Irving Azoff, um, who, by the way, plugged the Eagles documentary on HBO if you've never seen it, kids. Um, Irving Azoff basically says, hey, I'll give you a cut of the action. So that's why there oh, is I so see. much interest. Like, hey, let's break away from Anschutz and AEG and let's get in on this uh, – Let's get out on this this new forum, and, and we're going to make more money, which makes sense. I mean, you know, the Lakers, it's not like Jeannie runs, you know, broadcast.com or broadcom.com, whatever it was that, that Mark Cuban had and has $40 billion. This is her, her business. So yeah. however you can create, you know, more capital from your business, you're going to do it. So I think yeah. this is just one that's, like, like I said, my takeaway from this, Balls. Balls. <laughs> Listen, she, she should be she should be emailing about draft picks. That's what they should be focused on right now. Right. And, take. and I said, I said, by the way, Jensen, someone has got to get to Steve Ballmer and he's got to do the downtown L.A. businessman special. He watches the game courtside yeah. in a nice plaid button down. He needs to put the Clipper jersey over the button down <laughs> with the long sleeves coming out with the name Balls with a D on the back of you it. You should own it. That's you should own got it. got to happen. Yeah, got to own it. That's awesome. All right, um, Matt, we're out of time. We have many more questions, but I know that we'll talk again as we get into the Clippers Let's in the go, playoffs. Let's go, baby. Let's go, baby. Which we're all very right. excited about. Clippers are about to make some new fans here soon. Uh, have a great show today with your good friend Petrus on AM570 LA Sports. Thank you, as always, for your time. We'll talk again soon, my friend. Can I say one thing on the way out? Balls. We are not balls. We are cheering for UC Irvine. That's our basketball team for the NCAA tournament. <laughs> okay. And the Clippers. And the oh, Clippers. And that is what we have in LA. We're in basketball county, baby. <laughs> that's where we are. Balls. <laughs> balls. It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock. K Rock. K R O Q. Q. We all know the news can be pretty grim these days. That's why we offer you the flip side every Monday morning at this time. It's time for Great News. When you wake up, all you hear is bad news. So bad it makes you want to hit the snooze. Kevin and Bean can make that go away. It's time for Great News Today. Great News. It's so very rare to wake up like we did a few days ago and see a story of a mass shooting that did not happen in the United States. Yeah. It was shocking to see what happened in New Zealand. An Australian man got together with some uh, some high-powered rifles and some AK-47s and went to two different mosques and killed 50 people in New Zealand. It has been decades since they've had anything close to that in New Zealand. So it's a real, real shocker. And a young man, uh, not a young man, an older man, I guess, in Manchester, England is in the news. His name is Andrew Gravestone. And he was 
as we all were, deeply affected by what he saw. And he realized he couldn't do anything about it in New Zealand, but he could do something about it where he lived in Manchester. There's so much terrible stuff going on in the world about which I can do nothing. But I can make sure that my neighbor is my friend. Which I think that sentence alone, by the way, may be my next tattoo. It's the (laughs) sweetest thing. So what he decided to do was write up a poster board that said, you are my friends, I will keep watch while you pray. And went to the mosque in his neighborhood in Manchester. Oh, wow. And just stood out there to let people know, hey, we're with you. First, when people were coming up the street and they saw somebody standing there with a placard, I think a few people thought maybe some sort of protester or something like that. Um, But as soon as they saw the message, you are my friends, people started to smile. And the most moving thing is that I've got up this morning to find quite a lot of messages coming from uh, people in Christchurch, New Zealand, saying thank you for... Uh, standing with us in this really, really dark time. How beautiful is that gesture that so he nice. made? And it just reminds me, just as a PS, you know, when that uh, that uh, synagogue was shot up in Pittsburgh and a bunch of people died last year, there were Muslim groups that got together and raised $200,000 to help with those the, the victims and their families of that shooting. And now the reverse is happening. There are, Mus- there are Jewish groups now that are raising tons of money for the Christchurch Mosque. So, you know, like Mr. Rogers always used to say, when bad things happen, look for the helpers. And this guy, Andrew Gravestone, is one of the helpers. He's just doing his little part to remind us that the world is not a terrible, terrible place all the time. And that's my great news. Uh, well, I'm excited to tell you guys the P-Zone is back. Uh, Pizza Hut <laughs> nope. is a cross between a calzone and a P- Hard pass. Uh, does it, uh, not does great it count? Okay, that's, that's, not, that's not what have, we're looking for. I have a backup then. Uh, 12-year-old Jet Masagli was doing wheelies on his bike on Friday, which was kind of the thing that drew me most to this story, is that a kid doing wheelies did something actually kind of cool. He wasn't like a total D-bag. He was walking on the corner, and he suddenly saw something that got his attention when an 87-year-old man tripped on uneven concrete and hit the ground face first. Oh, no. This is what he he saw. It kind of scared me because... uh... I, I thought he was going to pass out or something because it was running, dripping all over his clothes and all over the ground. I came over and I said, sir, are you okay? Uh, now, here's another thing you have to realize about this. I have seen the report on the news. Mm-hmm. This man's face now is one big black and blue mark. Like, oh, my gosh. I, Even when I went to go pull this audio from Omar, Omar looked at me and was like, that dude's face. I mean, he's an older man, obviously, and it looks like he was punched, you know, by Mike Tyson in his prime over and over again. He was also on blood thinners, oh. so he knew, Chuck, the man who fell, the 87-year-old man, knew that he immediately needed the medical aid, um, and so he gave Jet his home address and asked uh, the middle schooler to go alert his wife to what happened, and, and this is how intense it was was for Chuck. I was trying to use the phone and it was bloody. Oh my goodness. It was all bloody. I couldn't see anything. I yeah. couldn't see it. Yeah. So this was really, really so enormous because I could have bled out fairly quickly. So oh, in return, sick. Jet, in response, rode his bike as fast as he could because he was worried that the man was going to pass out. He ran uh, off the bike, got to Martin's wife, Elizabeth, who hurried back, and they sat by Martin's side until help arrived. Uh, luckily, because of Jet and his very fast bike and wheelies, he was able to si- like save the man. Aww. It was incredible. Not only that, the caring seventh grader volunteers his time at Shadow Glen Stables on weekends in Orangevale. Uh, he's a very hard worker here in California, and he's a hero, man. He's a man. He's thinking about uh, as, when he grows up being a sheriff's deputy or a dentist so he can continue to help people. <laughs> a 
a cop or a dentist. I love him so much. <laughs> he should be both. Why not? Why not be both? Yeah. Uh, and that is my great news. That was ominous a little bit. A little creepy. Dude. The P-Zone is back. Okay. Pizza. All right. Half I'll take up. it from here. Okay. Uh, in 2016, a little girl named Alice noticed that girls weren't raising their hand in class with the same confidence as boys were. And she talked about it with her mom and her Girl Scout troop. And the head of the Girl Scouts there came up with an idea with little Alice about doing a raise your hand patch. So in October 2017, that patch became available. Here's the thing. Jake Tapper is this little girl, Alice's father. He wound up tweeting about it. People were like, oh, that's really great. And then an editor at the New York Times saw the tweet and asked if Alice would want to work on an op-ed piece with her. Wound up doing an op-ed piece about how she saw these little girls not being as confident as they should be in class and how they came up with a patch. What happened from that is an editor at Penguin Kids saw the op-ed piece and said, hey, why don't you come over here? Let's work with our editors and write a children's book about the patch and your raise your hand mission. It's all fake news. This is it's all funny. real. No, 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 all no, real. real. It didn't happen. No, no this is it's all real. real. It's real. Uh, so that's what they did. She has just finished her book out tomorrow, you guys. And here's how I found out about it, because Jake Tapper was tweeting about this on... It's fake news. No, it's Again. no, 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 it's no. real, it's real. He was tweeting about it on International Women's Day, because that is the day that she was being honored by the Girl Scouts, and she was presenting them with the check for all the proceeds from the book. Mm. She said it's just all about building confidence for all the girls. That's all she wants from this. Oprah Winfrey wound up writing out a pretty pretty nice check as well. When you report no, free, no, no, uh-huh. no, no, no. you are the enemy of the people. Again, sir, this is, this is very much all real. So Jake Tapper ended it with, um, there are so many amazing women and girls around the globe getting recognition on this International Women's Day 2019. And Alice, age 11, is who I will be applauding tonight. It's all fake news. Again, fake it's news. real, mother effer. Come is on! It, is it Jake Tapper? Yeah. Then it must be fake news. And that's my great news. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. You're not a, a little bit happy for April the Giraffe, Allie? I mean, it's fine. It's all CGI. There's no giraffe. There's no baby. <laughs> you all real. have been had. She's real, and she had a little baby over the weekend. She's a bitch. No, she's not a bitch. Wow. She's an adorable giraffe, and she and Oliver are one- an incredible bitch. No, she and Oliver are going to be wonderful parents, and they welcomed a new baby giraffe, who, by the way, is over six feet tall already. 
was two days old. I mean, do we know if it's Oliver's then? Right? He's not that tall. (laughs) It's it's definitely Oliver. Well, I was very excited to get that text on Saturday morning. It made my whole weekend. We were talking talking off the air last week. I don't remember. How did this even come up, Allie? We're... We started talking about the early days of when I met my wife. I don't even remember how it came up, but Kat had said something. And then I said, well, you know how Bean met Donna, right? And then you told us that story again off the air. And Kat had never heard the story, which I find shocking. But it's truly one of the greatest stories ever. I mean, no, it you'd, is. Have to, you'd have to ask Donna if it is. Because <laughs> we did end up getting together. So she may have a different opinion. But you thought it would be fun for me to share that story again, and it opens up the. Hold on a sec. Thank you. It opens Bean. up. The, it opens up the storyline for your calls on extraordinary lengths that you went to to reconnect with somebody that you lost touch with, somebody that you met that you thought, "Oh, real chemistry here. Love to date this person," but then somehow they get away. They drive away, or you know, the bus goes on, or they get a restraining order. They leave the party. Yeah. I'm trying to keep it fun. Okay. Uh, and then you have to find them again. I mean, what do you do? Do you go back to that movie theater every night for the next six? weeks hoping she'll show up again at the movies because you didn't you weren't smart enough to get her phone number the first time i mean how do you handle it when you lose track of the person that you want to date what do you do there's a real thin line between romance and psychopathic in this yeah you well, know what i mean yeah i guess i mean you certainly could go too far because like again, i went back to the same theater for a month waiting for her is like it depends on the tone right but yeah but listen to the tone that you're putting on it I what went about back to i the was theater so... every single day to find a woman it's menacing what about i was so smitten i i knew that, that we would be better, perfect right? together and i didn't get her information so i just thought you know what it's worth it to go sit through this movie every yeah. day for the next month because i hope she'll show up again because that's how much no, i care that sounds about better her. i was going to add on and i smelt the one hair she dropped when she left <laughs> every oh, day dear. Like I was adding in weird details. So my wife came to my wife yeah. came to the radio station. This was way back in the early, early, early nineties, and we were the station was in Burbank at that time. And her little brother was getting ready to turn eleven years old, and he was a huge fan of a bit that had a jingle that we used to do on our show. So she called up and said, "Hey, my little brother is a huge fan of yours. Could I get a? Is it possible I could get a cassette or something of that?" little jingle that you guys play to give to him because I think it would really miss. So we agreed that it would be okay for her to come down and somebody ran it off for her and she showed up at the radio station and I was completely smitten when I saw her. Aww. In fact, I did, I told Allie this uh, off the air. Allie and Kat both went, aww. Um, I met her. We only talked for a couple of minutes, but I, I went back into the studio and said to Kevin and Mark the Wiffle Boy at the time who was running our control, <laughs> yeah. and I said, I am so going to marry that that girl. Unbelievable. That's crazy. Which people, you know, people talk about love at first sight all the time. Sure. I mean, and lots of people have stories, and that was the case for, for me. Again, she might be telling a very different version of the story. <laughs> Wait, how did if, you get back in if, touch with her? If we were still Wait married. for it. Yeah. All right. So she leaves, and we were obviously attracted to one another, but, you know, I, uh, I'm not good with social skills. And... Um, Okay, bye now. (laughs) (laughs) And then I started thinking, man, I should have really gotten a phone number on her, and I didn't. So what am I going to do? So you know how every uh, Friday, Jensen, one of the last things we do before we leave the building is we record a little promotional announcement that airs over the weekend? The breaker. That's what we call it Mm -hmm. in the biz. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I put it in the breaker. (laughs) And 
Donna, the girl who came by the radio station on Friday, I'd love to get in touch with you. Please call. <laughs> That's great. And it aired all weekend long, and she never heard it. <laughs> it's like a Nora Ephron movie. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> Until Sunday night, she's up studying. She's in law school at this time. She's up studying, and she hears the announcement at like 11.20, probably the last time it played or close to it. She hears the announcement, and she calls in the next day and says, I heard the thing on the radio. Were you looking for me or what? And uh, we got married five months later. Unbelievable. So that was, that was Isn't the that awesome? What if she didn't hear it? Then I would not have been able to find her, I guess. I mean, it's not like I had a lot of information. And, of course, there wasn't an Internet back then to try to make something, you know, to to track down with what little scant information that I had. You wouldn't have given up, though. So you probably, I mean, it would have eventually, you would have talked about it on the air, most likely. I had, you know, I was revolving hot and cold chicks in that day. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, flying, man. Back in that. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you know, she's gone. There's another one coming along in five minutes. Someone else has got to have a little brother loves a jingle. You know what I mean? (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) So that's how I was able to track down my wife. And uh, we've been married almost 28 years since then. Incredible. So it worked out. But. That there was nothing creepy about what I did, right? No, no you were talking I, I about how in some cases it could get creepy. No, that's I, very sweet. Yeah, I mean, I, I look, I used the resources that I had available to me at the time to try to track her down. So I don't know what kind of calls we might get on this, but if you uh, if you had to go to these kind of lengths to find somebody, you lost touch with somebody and needed to get a hold of them, you know, anything beyond the uh, the Craigslist missed connections, I guess, are the kinds of stories that we're looking for. Listen, if missed connections worked for you, I'm not against hearing from you either because that's some creep city. Really? I think so. Most of those people are weirdos. Uh, yeah, some of it's real. Like, you hey, walked into a coffee shop that yeah. looked cool with red hair. Uh, reach out to me. How, I mean, that's got to be a million people. My favorite one when I was doing the Misconnection segments uh, every week was the same guy. You, pregnant, walking into Target. Can I rub oil on your belly? Let me know. Like every yeah. single week, What this if you guy... found out someone got married off of Misconnections? Oh, I bet they have. Oh, I bet so. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to hear some Misconnections as well. So tell us, uh, tell us your story, how you guys got together. All right? 1-800-520-1067. That's the number. We'll take your calls next on K-Rock. The Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K-Rock. We're talking about what lengths you had to go to to reconnect with someone. You felt a spark, but then they were out of your life. How did you find them again? Jennifer, thank you for listening in Chatsworth. Thank you for calling. What's your story? Okay, so lived in Playa del Rey at the time. Oh, and I forgot to say hi to Ali. I'm from Boston. Hi, but Jennifer. lived out here in California for a long time. Okay, so um, there are like four bars in my town, total dive bars, and my girlfriends that lived in the same building with me at the time, we would go out certain nights of the week and go drinking and just playing darts or whatever, but, you know, just locals or local alcoholics, nice people, but, you know, never never a place to go looking for love. And one night there were really, there was just a lot of fairly good-looking guys in there. We were like, whoa, what's this all about? And so we got talking to some of them, and we're hanging out, and it took me till the end of the night to see the one that I was like, whoa, now, now that guy I like. That guy's cute. But then, you know, no social skills, just ended up kind of talking for a little bit and then saying goodbye. Long story short, I drove to every bar in that town, which is four, and did walkthroughs or drive just drive-bys, look it in, kind of creepy. 
and um, the one, li- literally for two months, every bar. Um, and then, <laughs> so you went to every bar I mean, in town every night for two months four, to try to find four, that guy yes, again. After She's work, like, there's just four. So- yeah, yeah, no, that doesn't make <laughs> it any better, yeah, Jennifer. I, yeah. I, I, I realize that I, I'm a little nervous. Like, I've, I've never called into a radio before, and I'm just a little nervous. But like, Well, listen, so you're a like woman who drove to four bars for two months. Don't be nervous with us. <laughs> I respect it. Okay, so then there's one. There's this one bar. It's literally like the size of your closet. And there are people in there. It opens at 7 a.m. And there's, I, I don't know if they're allowed to do it. It was the one bar you could smoke in, even, you know, after. Uh, okay. We're, you we're, as you can tell, the slog has already started. Did you ever find the okay, guy? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, so I walk in. I see him sitting by himself. And I go up there. And I'm so tired of playing games, whatever. And I'm like, listen to me. I um, have been driving to these four bars for okay, two months. did you guys get you. together? And he goes, and then he goes, he goes, you know that I'm sitting here by myself waiting for you. <gasps> and we're married for 12 years now. And there you go. Yay! Oh, my God. That was all worth it. Jennifer, we love you. Thanks for calling. See what it's like for the rest of us when we have to talk to Boston people, Allie? Yeah. Uh, yep, 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 yep. But that did end great. That was a wonderful story. It was a great call, Jed. I'm just teasing you. one 800 Our last caller drove around to every bar in town for two solid months mm-hmm. to find a cute guy that she had seen and left without getting a phone number. That's the topic. one 800 We're taking your calls and what extraordinary links you've gone to to rekindle a love you missed. All right, let's try Maria. Speaking of Massachusetts... Oh, my God. She's streaming us from Massachusetts. Hi. What is happening here? Hi, is guys. It... I love you guys. Well, we love you, too. This is a crazy way to come out of St. Patrick's Day weekend is to talk to two Bostonians in a row or close to it. What's going on? I used to live in L.A., um, and I moved back to Boston. But I met my husband in 1998 through uh, my roommate. And uh, I found out many years later that the minute he saw me, he wanted to marry me. I had no clue. And we were friends for two years. I, I moved to L.A. to pursue a dream. And um, I actually came back to Massachusetts for his wedding. I actually attended his wedding. Oh, rats. And, uh, yeah, we were just friends. And then we lost contact because, his, well, now ex-wife is kind of crazy. Um, and then he found me through social media and we started talking, um, you know, casually. We're just always friends. And then in 2014, he told me that he was getting a divorce. Um, and then about, you know, a minute later, he said, I'm going to come out to L.A. and take you out to dinner. And I said, what? <laughs> he said, I've had a crush on you for 16 years. I had no idea. I had no idea. Really? And then we started dating. And we started dating. Um, and then he proposed. And uh, I moved back to Boston to marry him. I packed how, up my how stuff. Do you and- not, how do you not know someone has a crush on you for 16 years? Well, for for we when I because I was out of out was out of state for you know for fourteen of those years I had no idea okay. and for many uh, of them but... he was married. So. <laughs> there is one roadblock there. Yeah, uh, he probably shouldn't be like, hey, by the way, crush on you. Just well, got married. Thanks for coming. <laughs> well, I will say it is certainly a lot easier when you're friends first because at least you've got a social media connection. You've got a way to get back in touch as opposed to some of the other stories that we're hearing. But I'm glad it worked out. And you guys are happy. Totally in love where he's the love of my life. All right. Fantastic. Would have been a bummer. She's like, nah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for the call. We appreciate you listening, too. Allie, are you getting all the fields from all the fields from hearing all this romance? Today? Yeah, I'm thinking maybe I should go back on Facebook. Can't That's imagine right. how many dudes want to get a hold of me, and I'm just not allowing them to. 
Let's go to Huntington Beach. Let's oh. say hi to our man Patrick. He's yeah. line one. So we've had Boston, Boston, and now Patrick. Again, I'm telling you, this is all St. Patrick's Day related. Patrick, what's going on? Morning, guys. Um, I went to uh, college at UCI, and um, <clears throat> for the for the final, you know, it was like a in class, but you you did it whenever you wanted. You just came in, showed up, took the test. So we weren't all there at the same time, and um, you know. I skateboarded the class. I was the only one who skateboarded there because I was the only white guy in my class. And uh, the community uh, teacher talked to her once in a while. So I come in to drop off my test, and the teacher stops me and says, hey, I got a weird note on one of the tests. And uh, some girl had wrote on, her, on the last page of her test, like, hey, please give my phone number to the kid who skateboards the class every day. I think he's super hot, and I want to beat him sometime. And, I mean, I wasn't going to turn that down. So, yeah, I gave her so a your call. professor was working as your pimp. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and my professor was, like, nine years old, and he was super cool. But it was crazy that he was, you know, passing that along. And, yeah, no um, kidding. Did you guys uh, get together? Uh, yeah, we met once. She ended up being crazy as someone who puts their number on a final exam would be and uh that was <laughs> got a point the end of that. I, wanted, I wanted that to be a beautiful story with a happy ending yeah. i'm very disappointed I mean, did you at least get it in patrick oh, oh my god don't ask that to the only white skateboarder in his school all right come let's on. do one more let's make it chino's todd line two hey todd final call go ahead sir hey how's it going party hey. people hello you tell us all right so um I ran into Julianne, and she was uh, just, you know, down the street from me. Uh, worked at uh, Wells Fargo as a bank teller, come to find out. And I would go in and withdraw money for no reason, just that way I can talk to her. <laughs> Did <laughs> like, you overdraw? I really... <laughs> no, I did not. No. <laughs> I never overdrew. Okay. But I would just take out money just that way I can just talk to her. And, well, that's, uh, that's legit, but I mean, short. at least you knew. At least you knew how to get in touch with her. You didn't have to find her. You knew where she worked. Right? Yeah, but he that has helped. to go in and pretend he has business there. That's a deal. All right. How did it work yeah. out? Uh, well, we have a kid. She's two and a half, Aww. and now she's baby mama. But yeah, long story short, we moved from San Francisco to Southern California uh, because of uh, situations. But yeah, so uh, I don't know. At the end of the day, you made another deposit. <laughs> oh. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. What's happening here on a Monday? Well, we were all bummed to find out about Dick Dale, who's just a surf guitar legend. He has passed away at the age of 81. He inspired acts like the Beach Boys, Jimi Hendrix. He played this really fast strumming style that was just... Uh, like world renowned, the guy I feel was like just he invent, a hero. He invented a new form of rock and roll and was the biggest and the best at it too. Absolutely. If you don't really know a song that he did, perhaps you'll recognize this. Oh, just that. Just creating that. Unbelievable. And even if you didn't know about it then, you that's knew so about cool it from that, Pulp Fiction. Well, that's so cool. He sampled the Black Eyed Peas song. 
That's so uh, awesome. Other way around. You can go That's straight so cool. to hell. I mean, I get why he would be influenced by the peas. There it goes. No, no, the hell it, and the straight it, there. Other way around. No, okay, cool. Good Lord. Passed away at the age of 81, so rest in peace, It worked right up until the last day. Still out there playing guitar, still sounding great. Yeah. Very sad. Hey, National Geographic has completed its investigation reports of... It's an investigation of reports of sexual misconduct by astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson, and they will resume plans to air two shows that he's involved with, both Star Talk and Cosmos Possible Worlds. If you don't remember this, in 2017 and 2018, three women stepped forward with claims of sexual misconduct, two of which accused him of unwanted advances, while the other said that he raped her when they were together in grad school in the 80s. Following the allegations, National Geographic and Fox both launched investigations into the claims, and Neil deGrasse Tyson issued a statement where he presented his side of the story and told us that he would cooperate with the investigation. So... It's now complete. He will be back on the air. These investigations should not be by the people in which the money is involved in. They should be like a third-party investigator. No? Yes, I agree. In other words, don't let the Hearst Corporation, uh, investig- uh, their investigative arm, handle the Chris Hardwick situation. Right? Correct. Yeah, it should be done by a third party. That was- I and I'm glad you brought that up, Jensen. I wanted to get your opinion on this, Allie. So they come out and they give very few details mm-hmm. about the investigation. Yeah. And Understandably, because look, if there's a charge of something that happened between two people 25 years ago and it's a he said, she said situation mm-hmm. and there's no other corroborating evidence, I don't know how deep that investigation can go. And I also don't know how we're supposed to feel now that they say, okay, everything's good. He's going game back on. on TV. Yeah, game and on. the fact that they won't disclose the findings. It's yeah. like, hey, well, who would I mean, you I, talk to? When? What? I can only any assume, of that. I can only assume... By them putting him back on television, what mm-hmm. they're saying is he's been cleared, well, right? That's, that is absolutely what they're saying. But if there was like a governing body, I'm not saying that that has to be one, but I mean, if you if you said we we hired these people, they've done this in the past, mm-hmm. they've worked mm-hmm. through this, and, and they say he's cleared, I'd be like, okay. Like, I at least would see their resume, not the people whose money is involved in the, in the investigation. Right. So how are we supposed to feel, I guess, as Neil deGrasse Tyson fans? Are we now, is he uncanceled? Uh, canceled. Oh. What do you think, Allie? Um, I don't, you know what? I didn't read as much into these. I saw the couple of reports. One that was, he was looking at her tattoo and he moved her shirt out of the way a little more so we could see the tattoo. I was like, uh, if we're going to call that sexual misconduct, I think we really need to sit down for a bit, take a mm-hmm. breath. Um, the woman that had said that he raped her in college, I think that... She had been in- vocal since college about it, yeah. That involves a serious investigation. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this was it, but... Uh. Like, the next time we get pitched Neil deGrasse Tyson as a guest on the show, how are we supposed to handle it if this is all we know? It's a good question. It's a good question, Bean. Let's definitely work it out on the air. <laughs> good God. Well, these are, the, I mean, these are the, this is just like, when can you listen to the guy's music or watch the guy's movies? I mean, these are the conversations we're all having. I told you last weekend, I went through my Woody Allen movies, got rid of them all. Yeah. Yep. I yeah. hear you. And I got rid of uh, Rosemary's Baby, which I had been holding on to for a while. I don't want to. baby? Yeah, she's Creepy. she doesn't deserve me. Well, she's uh, seventeen now, or whatever. But, well, geez, that was How a detail was you didn't need to add. But what I was saying is, like, I, I I think it's just about what you can handle and what you can't. I, it's not that I think you know. It's not even that I'm really condemning Woody Allen. It's just that it's hard to watch movies about his love life, right? Uh, Understood. Knowing everything. 
Yeah. I think I'm still Team Cosmos, though. I'll tell you that. Right. I love I love me some Neil. Well, there you have it. You just solved it. We worked through it. I bet everyone liked it. That was fun. <laughs> you guys, what is up with Mama June? Oh, I don't oh, like this. man. Good Lord. Arrested on Wednesday with her boyfriend when someone reported a domestic incident. Police busted her for felony possession of a controlled substance and drug paraphernalia. And then he was arrested for possession and domestic violence. Turned out the drug, crack cocaine, <sighs> paraphernalia, needle, and a pipe. Mama June. Mama June. Be a crackhead that got hold to the wrong stuff. That's a, that's a leprechaun again in a tree. Well, in this, this case, different. though, it's Mama June, too. Yeah. <laughs> wow. This is uh, this is not good. Apparently, when you make people incredibly famous that shouldn't be, bad things sometimes happen. Well, you're not what... talking about Mama June. She was born for fame. Oh, God. She was destined. Love, for the love of all things holy. Hey, coming up, we're going to talk a little bit about Steven Spielberg and Netflix. Like, will they ever work it out? I sure hope they will. And uh, Ezra Miller. One way to, to keep your jog going for a long time is just to write a whole movie for yourself. Yeah. In your terms. This sounds like a lot of it's fun. very interesting. We're going to talk about that in just a bit. But first, some birthdays. Queen Latifah. From Barbershop 2, all hail Queen Latifah. I don't always have my finger on the button. Ew. Vanessa Williams. Adam Levine. Let's give some love to Maroon 5. Dan Cook and Adam Pally. And that's what's happening. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Jensen, yeah, your friends are here. That's right. I'm very excited about this. These guys are conquering the universe, and now they're here at K-Rock. Thomas Middleditch, Ben Schwartz, welcome to the Kevin Bean Show, guys. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thomas, how are you? Great. Excellent. Perfect. Cool. Thanks for having us, guys. <laughs> All right. See ya. Always a pleasure to be right. the Kevin later. Bean Show. Now, do I understand you guys? Uh, you guys are playing the Wilter next Tuesday at eight PM. Tickets on sale now. LiveNation.com. Do I understand that this act that is now uh, winning the world, playing Carnegie Hall and places like that, selling is, out Carnegie Hall? Yes, is something that you guys have been doing forever. Nearly forever. What is it? Like out eight, of the womb, eight, we were zip zap zapping. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we were doing little games right out of the womb. Right we probably the womb. Had, we were in New York when we started performing at UCB over there. Yeah, and oh. that's just together. I mean, we've mm-hmm. been performing improv for quite some time. I, I'm looking up there. Yeah, he's a, a camera. camera. He's a camera. Yeah. Just if anybody doesn't know. Um, <laughs> and the camera smiles or frowns on what you say. <laughs> right now, it's like. Yeah. It, Kind of frowning. Yeah. Very judgmental. Light. I'm approval. very smiling and very happy. So you guys separately were doing improv for a long time, then somehow came across each other at USB, right? Yeah. UCB. UCB, yeah. UCB, yeah. UCB, sorry. And then started kind of doing a, a, a buddy act. You're the new Laurel and Hardy. People wow. are saying. Let's yeah. quote it. Let's yeah. quote it and put it up on there on the front page. But people know Ben from Parks and Rec and a bunch of things in House of Lies. Mm-hmm. And then Thomas, who's been nominated for his role on uh, on Silicon Valley. Uh, but your histories are in improv. Yes. 
And, yes. and now you've, you're touring doing long improv, which doing, isn't necessarily yeah. something that's really been done before. Two-person yeah. long-form improv, uh, and there are some people who do it that are great, but we're trying to hit off of venues that are a little bit bigger to show that improv doesn't have to be confined to like a 200-person theater, that you can kind of break out uh, and do a little bit of a bigger thingy, as we like to call but it. But only, only, only if you're Middle Ditch and Schwartz, right. only if you oh, are, wow. quote-unquote, yeah. the next Laurel. Oh, wow. <laughs> I heard a guy on the radio People say that. I heard that, too. So explain to me, obviously, it's improv, so it's got to be different every night. That's yes. true. Does By the way, this is great for networks that want to maybe work with us, you know. Every show is absolutely <laughs> different. So how one do you do it? One could say you could make an entire season you for the prices of right. a Instead handful of, just of episodes. One stand-up right. special, you could do one million You know improv. what? People are saying this. I'd watch that. Oh, cool. Would yeah. you I'd watch it? watch that. Would you subscribe I or whatever it is? Well, if, if I didn't subscribe... I would subscribe. To your favorite stream, streaming service. It, whatever like, streaming yeah. service it was, I would make sure I had it. It's uh, very smart and kind um, of yeah, yeah, so that it, it is different every single time. We'll take a suggestion. Some uh, We like to ask, like, uh, not your standard questions of, like, give us a location, you know? Right. And it's not that. It's more like, uh, what are you... <laughs> nervous about in the future. Butt and stuff. Butt stuff. Yeah. A lot of butt stuff. Most <laughs> yeah. 90% about, of the stuff is butt stuff. Yeah. Excellent. It's actually, we don't really typically ask that question anymore. What are you nervous about in the future? Because we people say, say butt, butt stuff. stuff. You're right, you're right. <laughs> yeah. All Good ages, uh -huh. which is tough to deal with. Because... We Where do you go from there? Every show has to be different. Yes, of course. Every show has to be different, and if everyone says butt stuff... Yeah. Then we're doing different versions of the oh, same oh, show. Never. Yeah. Uh, but it's... Uh, when we do the show, what we do is it's not like short little games. What it is, it's like a long... We don't like calling it a play because truly, you made a joke, but there may be a show where like I jump inside of Thomas's butthole and I'm in a sorcerer world of fun and excitement or something like that. Classic so sorcerer like, butthole But world. we will do like... Uh, it's an hour straight of us doing scenes in a world and everything connects telling one full story and that's kind of like how we separate yeah imagine wow. it, close your okay, eyes well, imagine close if, your you, eyes. Imagine uh -huh. if, if you're you driving will, especially just close, close your eyes, eyes yeah. if you're driving imagine if you will the perfect comedy show of all time uh -huh. okay Thomas so if anyone's really kind hard. of like what is this show what, what do you name make em ups goof em ups okay <laughs> close your eyes okay. what, what is this show okay it's middle district Schwartz. wow that's a big sell Oof. big sell mm -hmm. Ooh. So oh, is that the end of the cell? cell? That was the whole cell. And that is it, because I keep my advertisements concise, yeah. short. Tell them to open their really, eyes, dude. They're driving blind right no. now. No. Tell them to open their eyes. <laughs> Live life, baby! Oh, Jesus. <laughs> was Carnegie Hall uh, a tough yes for you guys to get when, I assume, you pitched them, right? Me and uh, me and Thomas put on little press hats. We went in and we went in. Hey guys, <laughs> look at here. We got a two-person long form improv show. Uh, we what we did is we started off. We do a, a a monthly show at a place called Largo in L.A. Mm -hmm. And then we started touring. Thomas wanted to tour before I've I been said yes. He was ben. he I've was been, very yeah. I've been begging to. him. And then we did smaller venues and we sold them out uh, with with such speed that such when we went fervent velocity <laughs> when we went back to New York we were able to get a bunch of different offers of where we wanted to go next and for us to play. To the Carnegie Hall begged us. <laughs> I wish <laughs> they Someone came on a to us came. with the press hat. Said, "Listen here, hey, shorts." But we, it was crazy to to play. I'm from New York, and to play Carnegie Hall Nuts. and to sell it. It's and then to do two person improv there, which that's like you know, it's it, it um, was very surreal. We have a review just coming in. Oh uh, wow, wow, wow! From wow, our wow. guest that's coming up in the nine o'clock hour, Mary oh, wow. Dungey. First of all, are you texting is driving? That's bad. But okay. she said these guys are amazing. I saw the Largo show in November. Whoa! Yes, oh, queen. Yes. You got one Yas queen from Thomas. Yes, he. Yes, he's queenies. It's the new one. Yes, he's queenies. Twenty nineteen. Yes, he's queenies. Twenty nineteen. Have you? Have 
had you ever seen a show at Carnegie Hall before you played there? This is a great question. My mom, I'm looking at the camera. I know I don't have to. I'm sorry. You but, don't have to. Uh, my mom is a music teacher, and she was a music teacher in the Bronx for 45 years. And um, she would often try to get uh, money from something to allow the students to go. And I never in my life went. So wow. the first time that I ever went to Carnegie Hall or saw Carnegie Hall was when Thomas and I did a sound check that, you know, a couple hours before the show. Wow. And you step out, and it is magnificent. I mean, you've seen the Green Book, right, guys? (laughs) You've seen the Green Book. (laughs) I think it's about Carnegie Hall. No, but it is, it truly is magnificent and it's, it's not made for a long-form improv show because the back, the backdrop is, uh, the wall rather is white, so when the lights are bouncing off the wall, it illuminates the entire audience, so you see everybody's face while you're performing, which is a nightmare when your parents are there and friends and people you look up to, but it was... a lot of disappointed faces. That's exactly right. Everybody frowning, uh, everybody like booing. Yeah, the reviews in for the Carnegie Hall, and well, boy, we we ta- we tanked. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that Carnegie was one of our better shows we've ever done. Probably. I will agree; it's top. I'm going to say top five. Thomas do- hmm. doesn't show a lot of affection to me, but after that show, he gave or me a big anyone. hug. Or yeah. to anybody, yeah. No, I do, I do. I just try to reserve it for you because I like to dole it out in like a like a Pez dispenser yeah. of mm. affection. Yeah, because if you get the whole thing, dated? you're going to get sick. <laughs> oh yeah, we yeah. may have. Yeah. Is that what you we require? Have. You require just a little it's bit. It's what I attract. Wow. Allie likes to be breadcrumbed. Yeah, yeah. You like to be breadcrumbed. <laughs> you like to be E.T. M&M. E.T. Reese's Pieces. It's scarier than being so quickly knew what it was. Yeah. Oh, I know the term for that. Yeah. I've been there. Um, do you film any of the shows? This is a great question. And um, we... We want to make. Uh, can we talk? We can talk about this, right? I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think so. I mean, for 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 the longest time, you know, we've reserved it in this little cachet of I don't know. This is this is theater, right? Mm-hmm. It belongs on the but theater stage. Nobody's going to take out their phones. There's no video yeah. or photographs available allowed. And, and in a purit in a, pu- a puritan sense, that's kind of nice about it. But we're trying to kind of figure out how can we. Uh, is there room to elevate it and put it on uh, your favorite streaming service right. mm-hmm. uh, or whatever? And or television and network. And or te- a television network. And we're, we're, that's what we're exploring right now. We're, we're walking around Hollywood saying, excuse me, do you want it? That's that's like a terrible plan. <laughs> no, these pitches are going great. <laughs> no, so we are not good at Maybe pitching. a little more detail? There's like no, millions I, of people. I think it's good that Tom is the mouthpiece for the group. I really do. He's the guy you went in the pitch meeting. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but it is when we do our shows, one of the biggest things we like to say is that this show is going to exist in this moment and it will never exist again. No character that we do will be the same. Every, so it's like we're having a special experience with the audience. No phones, put down everything. Uh, which is amazing and we love it but yeah. now that we are thinking about turning into special and someone's like can we see footage we're like we literally tell people not to take footage <laughs> so we have nothing we literally have nothing alright let's pre- uh, press pause right there yeah. uh, Tom Middleditch and Ben Schwartz are here again tickets available I imagine they're, they're going very fast yeah. there's only like 150 left if you go to middleditchandschwartz.com you can cop one of the guys buy the tickets please we will sell that out yes, yes. livenation.com or middleditchandschwartz.com Tickets starting at just twenty nine. You can move hundred tickets for right next, now. Yeah, Let's find right out. Oh my goodness! One eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven is an unrelated number to anything <laughs> we're doing right now. Yeah, that's just that's someone else's phone number. If you want to give it a call, one eight hundred five eight hundred Tom. Anyway, if you want a mattress, one eight hundred five eight hundred Tom. Usually, when we're talking we about tickets, we are giving them away. But in this case, I don't think we are. I don't think we have any. No, to give you're away. buying them. You're you buying have to them. Buy them. Yeah, you're buying them. Yeah, it's easy to give away a hundred tickets. <laughs> it's real easy. Thomas and I, what do you want us to give away tickets to? We'll do it right More now. with our guest right after this on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-R-O-G.
K-Rock. Middleditch and Schwartz sounds like a name that ought to be up on a billboard uh, of a personal injury attorney, <laughs> and we should be advised to call Dose, 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 Dose. Nice. Yeah, but in fact, it. it's an improv comedy team that is going to be playing the Wiltern Theater next Tuesday, March 26th. Tickets on sale now, LiveNation.com. You can Sell call Dose, 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 Dose. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask you, Ben, uh, if you would uh, describe it. Tom, uh, weigh in on this if you'd like. You're on Larry King not long ago. Yeah. Trying to explain to him what <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog is. <laughs> sure. And Larry is how old now, would you guess? I mean, he's at least 150, a buck 50 <laughs> yeah. minimum. Okay. Yeah. And, he, and, and what I love about his show that he does on the internet now since he left CNN is he gets booked guests. It seems like he doesn't ever know who they are. And does no, no research. No on prep. Them. It's Nothing. the best. And I've done his show before, but I always reintroduce myself to him just in case. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I did a Friars Club thing where he hosted, and I said, "Hey, man." He goes, "Hey." I go, "It's Ben." He goes, "Oh, I remember." I was like, "No, you don't. <laughs> <There's> no, <laughs> no way. You have a bagel shop. You don't remember. <laughs> you don't remember." So I, it was great. Sonic the Hedgehog to an old guy must be a tough sell. It was amazing. I mean, nothing. Nothing makes me happier than I wanted to do something with him. Also, that's like trying to explain apps on a phone with Larry King, <laughs> or I want him to tell. Me what he thinks like Tinder is or Instagram is and like hear his pitch of what it is. He is, by the way, an incredible man who loves information. He loves learning still. I'm very much inspired by the his work ethic and stuff like that. He's been yeah. working for like 3,000 years. On his oh, show, yeah. he interviews like Wiz Khalifa and it's, it's one of so the best. Funny. Like he asks questions that like just purely, he has no idea who Post Malone is, but has him in and he's just like, what's a tattoo? Like he doesn't know anything. <laughs> it's amazing. It really is amazing. And he wants to learn. Yeah. And then he'll, I'm assuming he forgets immediately, right? <laughs> yeah. He's like a goldfish. I mean, yeah. yeah, he has to. I mean, he's too smart. He's, he's too much stuff. You've done his show, Thomas, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but nobody asked you. No, no. <laughs> How was your experience, Thomas? Uh, who, cares, who, cares, who, cares, yeah. who cares? I don't want to talk about it. Who cares? He had a bad experience with I'm not here Larry to talk King. about Larry King. Oh, okay. no. He hates Larry King. <laughs> Larry King, if I see you again, pow, right in the kisser, baby. He's <laughs> mean he's so old. No, I meant pow my lips right in his kisser. Phantom kiss that man. Oh, all right. Phantom kiss. Phantom kiss. <laughs> Phantom kiss. <laughs> yeah, <he does>. Disappear <laughs> into the ether. <laughs> 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 I'll turn into a you know ancient spirit goblin. That's smart. Classic middle edition Schwartz improv oh, here. I once trope. introduced uh, for uh, something for the Friars Club, and I had to talk about Larry King, and I I called him uh, the Ghost of Christmas Past. I think <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Are you in the Friars Club? You seem awfully young to be. I'm not, but uh, I did Billy Crystal, who is a Clipper fan. Yes. Uh, I just did a movie with him that's coming out in Tribeca. But um, we, uh, I, I did something for him there, so I got to say some words and get to meet all of those guys. How girls. crazy is it for you, meet, like working with Billy Crystal? Like I assume he was it's a insane. huge inspiration. Yeah, City Slickers. Because you yeah, I'm Jewish, and right. like, yeah, he's a big inspiration for me because he got bar mitzvah too <laughs> in New York. Uh, I've never seen his stuff before. Yeah, I'm but... not Jewish, so he's totally meaningless to me. Yeah, yeah only you don't you don't like. Can't stop. No. <laughs> don't. You're going to set me up for that dunk? I know, I'm going to dunk I know. it. I spotted my own alley pool. Right? Yeah, maybe. I knew where it was going. I didn't like it. And but Tom, how crazy um, was it for you working with Godzilla, King of the Monsters? Uh, you know, he's a nice guy. He gets a bad rap. Is yeah. he? He's pretty chill. He huh. loves craft services, though. He's always... What's he his meal? String what cheese. He he's string cheese. He's a string cheese-aholic. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> 
the and man. This is God's and, he, yeah, and, he's, and he's like always fumbling with it because obviously right. his hands are like yeah. massive. Sure, sure, yeah. He's like trying to sure, peel sure. away with his yeah, little claws. But he's hilarious. I mean, he's a little like he rides the line a lot. Like he's like, oh, oh really? Yeah, like, like inappropriate. Well, yeah, and oh. workplace. But outside oh. of that, like he's pretty chill. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I don't feel like he is attempting to destroy Tokyo. I just think he's big and clumsy. Yes. Yeah. Misunderstood. Yeah. He's the Mr. Bean of monsters, right? That's what everyone says. Yeah. He's just trying to. He's just trying to get to his destination, but he just Mr. Magoo is all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Thomas, we you I know that you're very much into airplane simulation. Yes. And last time I we had talked about it, you said I asked you if you thought you'd ever start flying a plane. Yes. And you said no, I would never do that. But now I am a pilot. So now no. you, you yeah he, yeah. Fly, he flies to all of our I'm shows. I'm a private pilot. Are you kidding me? I, yeah, and I but find only him. the 737 Max. Yeah. <laughs> Max eights all day, baby. He's not, not giving in to this pressure. Uh, yeah. But like, you started as just sitting in your living room playing a video game that simulates planes, and now you actually are flying. Yeah. Well, you know, it's been it's been many years in the making of daydreaming of being a Spitfire pilot defending the cliffs of Dover against the wily Hun. <laughs> uh, and then uh, finally, you found know, Bean's wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into the deep cuts of the Luftwaffe. <laughs> uh, but uh, now, I've, you know, finally had the, the the time and the means to make that uh, dream a reality, and now I'm just scooting around in little propeller planes and landing on tiny little airports. And so- Great. Usually a That's like crazy. a guy like, who runs like the Bill airport. Burr in his helicopter. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm Bill. I'm B- the Bill Burr in of the, the airplane improv. Long form improv, Bill Burr. Yeah, yeah. And All just right, like look. Thomas started out with like uh, simulations of. So I played a lot of Zelda. And now I dress up in green and I save people <laughs> and kill octopaths. You are playing a lot of Nintendo recently. I am playing a lot. It shows you that I'm not getting any writing deadlines done. <laughs> yeah. full, 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 full playthroughs, though. So, uh, Thomas, yeah. let me ask you this very important question, and I think my whole career has come to this moment. Ooh. What you got, baby? Five years ago, when the Malaysian plane went down, never to be heard from again, Yes, there, were, there was a lot of controversy and a lot of questions as to why that pilot had a simulator in his apartment. Oh. What was he doing, and do you think it had anything to do with why the plane oh. went down? Oh, comedy. These are the questions that I'm trying to ask. Oh, man. my friend Harvey oh, just no. came in. Here we I go. Mean, you Here's Harvey. Do your own research, first of all. First of all, first of all, let's start off with the constants. The world is flat. Harvey, oh, yeah. Harvey, oh. you're spitting on the microphone. The Harvey. world is flat. Harvey, stop oh, spitting on the microphone. He asked you a question. What's the simulation for, Harvey? Uh, I don't know, but I'd like to see you round earthers try to solve that one. <laughs> no, that, oh, that, wow. Jesus. connected at all. Jesus. Sorry, guys. Harvey just left. Thomas, you back? Yeah, yeah, man. Who is that guy? I don't know, but he's speaking the truth, oh, baby. No, oh, Thomas. Thomas. Leading no. into each other. Yeah. Christ. What a terrible person you are. Finally, someone who has the guts no. to say the real thing. Let me tell you that if you come to our show, show there's not a lot of that no. okay all, no, right. Never mind. all right last question before we uh before we unfortunately have to let you go and why that is, do we have to is there can such they stay is there such can thing they stay dad is there dad, such I'm thing just asking. as a non-starter when you go to the audience to fill in a blank for you to do improv is there something that's death that goes nowhere that we, they can say we have learned well the whole idea of improv, you're supposed to say yes to whatever happens. You say yes and to it. But we have learned that oftentimes when you have a... Now that we're doing these, like, uh, 2,400 or 3,000 person audiences, people want to try to make a joke and make the audience laugh and be funny. So, oh we'll like, oh. yeah, so they'll be like, oh, uh, is it... What, like, Thomas will ask a real question and be like, what really bothers you? <laughs> no, that's not... No, of course not. You know what I mean? 
So like we will we will with, Jensen <laughs> loves that guy. I, just, I Listen, know we have to hit the button. We know, yeah, we, we, know, like, that button. we know fighter pilots over there and we know exactly what hits Jensen perfect. We know everybody's think, demo. Out of all the things we could have cut out and censored, I just think people guessing what he said on that yeah. one's gonna be, it's the gonna best. be great. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just said something great. Um, and so no, but we, we when people are trying to make a joke, it doesn't really help the show. We want to start with something real and exciting. Yeah. So uh, it used to be that we used to play with those people a little bit and go back and forth, but we just take so much time. Like, oh, let's get to the let's yeah. get to the meat. And yeah. we found that like fairly uh, seemingly boring or innocuous uh, like suggestions end up being great. So I, I try not to, unless it doesn't feel like it's an authentic response. I say like you know we can take tip just about anything. Okay, guys, go to this show. They're the best. MiddleEastSports.com. MiddleEastSports.com. Yeah. Oh, and we're also playing. We're going to do some other venues soon, but this is the one that. Why not? This is the only one that has tickets left. Nice. Keep yeah, it okay. ambiguous. We may be doing some other ones, but this is the <laughs> one to uh, check. Tuesday night, March 26th, 8 o'clock at the Wiltern, Middleditch and Schwartz.com. Or if you're spelling challenge, LiveNation.com is where you can get your tickets as well. It's going to be a fantastic show. Have to and go. it's going to sell out. Guys, thanks so much for coming in. We really enjoyed it. Thank you. Good to, good to see you. <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> Question mark. I can't see you. You're not in front of us. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. Hey, Suki. What's going on, Suki? She's doing it. She's if, ready. If our next guests from this point on don't bring cookies and a dog, I'm kicking them out. <laughs> I'm serious. They don't belong here. Why show up? Yeah. Um, tell us about Suki, Marindunji. Uh Suki is my rescue multi-poo, and I got her at uh, Wagmore Pets through... Um, or wa- the Wagmore Hotel through Wilder's Pets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we got her in November. She's five months and she's delicious. She's perfect. She's, I, she's a nugget. I also have a, a I also have a rescue multi poo. Do you? I do, and they are just the greatest dogs of all time. So sweet, so mellow. Yeah. Like they, she looks like a little lamb when she runs because she just will just all of a sudden spring up and just go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, so cute. Now are you now the Hollywood actress who goes everywhere with her dog in her purse? You know what? I actually am not. Mm-mm. I well, first of all, Suki will not. She's not a purse dog. She likes okay. to walk around on her leash. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if you don't stop to admire her. You know, problems. Oh, please. Yeah, that's an issue. Um, But uh, no, she was very excited about today. No, I I told Marin to bring Suki, and she's like, Can I really bring? And then I literally all capped a text to her, We demand Suki. (laughs) So this is as much my fault as anything. (laughs) You're welcome. It makes makes every day better when you have a dog at work. That's for sure. And these cookies that you made with your own little hands this morning? Uh, I I didn't make them this morning. I did it yesterday, but they are uh, brown butter salted chocolate (sighs) chip. Who are you? Are you the perfect woman? or what? Uh, you know what? And single. So, hey, hey, hey. Come on, guys. <laughs> what? Wow. Come on. That is great news. Well, Baron, <laughs> great news. News. I brought my own great news. <laughs> great news. It's Monday. You know? You have been I a, didn't stand uh, outside a mosque, but yeah. I could with cookies now, maybe, and Suki. That would bring uh, peace Just to Just as least. much love, yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Uh, you have been a, a friend of the show forever, and we are so delighted to have you back, and you have two great things going on. You're coming back with Big Little Lies later this year, right? Oh, yeah. In June, and I believe, is the... That's uh, amazing. So good. So and this exciting. is with uh, Meryl, Meryl Streep. Streep. I'm come not, on yeah. with the come on. Yeah, well, yeah. Do you have yeah. I know you can't talk about it, but... I, do you, I mean, do you call her like M or something? Do you have like a closer relationship now? I, I, I can say nothing. Hmm. We don't even know if they met, because no. who knows if they who had knows? scenes yeah. together. We don't know. I will say, in the, uh, they have promoted that she comes to town to get answers. Mm-hmm. And okay. I do play the detective, the detective. in town. Yes. Right. Okay. So you might have answers, or maybe but not. not. But I might not. I might okay. just be having donuts and, uh, you know... 
coffee. Who knows? Who knows? Like, oh, I can't wait for that. I can't like wait for that. Like a cop. You know. yeah. All right. Now, let's talk about The Fix because that's on tonight, you guys. Yeah. 10 o'clock on ABC. This has been a much-anticipated show. Now, Marsha Clark was a... I mean, my entire uh, purview of Marsha Clark changed when I saw Sarah Paulson play her in that uh, that O.J. Simpson miniseries. You she know, brilliantly did it. It, she, it was so brilliant, and I felt so bad for everything that Marsha Clark went through yeah. after that trial and gained so much respect for how strong she was and continued to be afterwards. And now she has finally, I mean, is this the first time she's done something like this on TV where she co-creates and co-writes a show? Yes, it is. And it's, as she says, it could be a bit of a revenge fantasy. Oh. Mm-hmm. You know, but... Uh, I mean, it's, it's hard not to see the similarities, certainly. Well, sure. You know, but it does, It you know, it's, you know, there are a lot of differences and it, it's not just some sort of retelling of mm-hmm. that. Yeah, it's like yeah, a yeah, total yeah, flip yeah. of it. Yes. Basically, she goes after an A-list movie star. He uh, is found not guilty. And then years later, she leaves the profession. And yes. then years later, he is brought back on a new charge. And that brings her back into the profession. She gets pulled back in. Hmm. Now, yeah. they're calling it a 10-episode television event. So is this all wrapped up in 10 episodes? It is, which is so exciting. Because really? it's juicy and it moves <gasps> and it's fast-paced and it's Because I delicious. already know who did it and Ooh. who set him up. <laughs> In my head, oh, I have figured. I got to watch the pilot. Oh, and I have already figured it out. It was me. It, Wait, oh, no, oh, no. oh, oh, God! No, 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 no. no. Do you have no. a scene with Meryl Streep? Tell me now. You're on a roll. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I have a feeling I'll be very wrong because there seems to be some very serious twists and turns it's, ahead. It's real. I mean, it was one of those things where when I would get the scripts, I, I would sp- say nothing, and then I, <gasps> you know, it's definitely one awesome. of those. Like every episode, there's like new twists and turns, and new reveals, and new exciting. You've played a lot of cops and lawyers in your career, haven't you? I think it's my diction. I have a authoritative... I'm an authoritative lady, I think. I don't know. Do some, you like some, those roles? They're fun, and they're plentiful. I will say that. Yeah. They, they keep coming around the bend. It would be nice to do something, you know, outside that box for mm-hmm. a while. But, um, but you know, I also played, like, what, a sea witch on... You, know, you were Ursula. <laughs> right. Yeah, I was Ursula. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I've, I've done a lot of things. <laughs> but, boy, why? did she know her law. That Ursula. <laughs> why haven't you been on Brooklyn Nine-Nine and so far? Where, why, uh, why, is I, you ter- know what? why is Terry not bringing the wife in? I texted uh, or tweeted at Dan, Dan Gore the other day and was like, uh... <clears throat> How about Terry's right? wife? And he's like, absolutely, you know, season whatever. Then, like, what are they, season seven now? I don't even yeah. know. It's crazy. Yeah. So. Terry's very dedicated to his wife. Yes, so that so it seems. You need to have you back. I, I was excited that Robin Tunney is in the fix. <gasps> oh. From The Craft, Empire Records, so many things yeah. that I love in the 2000s, and now, obviously, Killing It Still. Yeah. Uh, do you ever just, like, go over craft lines with her? I- <laughs> do you ever do you ever play the Feruza Balk? Just you alone? I do not do the Feruza Balk. I'm sorry about that. No, but I would do the the Christine Taylor. My, my hair. Oh, it's pretty good. Yeah, I would have done stiff as a board. Oh, sure. Feather, There's that too. Yeah. Yeah. Do you yeah, fangirl yeah. out at all, Baron? I just fangirled so hard on Middle Ditch and Schwartz. It she was did. embarrassing. It was awesome. It was really sad because I told them that I wanted to see their show so badly that I. Uh, like on the way home from something, I like bought the ticket like in an Uber, and uh, and then the next day, like or a couple days later, I was like, did I did I do that? Like, I'm not even, is that real life? I'm not even sure. Like, I got to go to my Amex. And, like, oh, you drunk purchase? Well, maybe yeah, a little yeah, bit, a yeah, little yeah. bit, a little, <laughs> little bit. I wasn't gonna get it's the best into that. way to watch comedy. Yeah, yeah, and uh, no, but but it was worth it. But I had to go to the box office with my Amex bill to go. No, to I prove. did. I bought it. 
because yeah. they didn't have any. Did you fangirl <laughs> with Meryl Streep when you were interrogating yeah. her in that oh, scene for scene. Big Little Lies? Well, I like how you turned that around, <laughs> and that's interesting. And, were you uh, were you super fanatic about the OJ case? My family, I only asking because I came from a family who watched every single minute. But like working now with Marsha Clark, is that surreal? It was. It's crazy. I wasn't fanatical because I was in college when all that was happening, so mm. I had other things happening. Sure, sure. But um, you know what's so interesting? She's like her she there's such a dichotomy to who she is mm-hmm. she's so sweet and warm and this like chewy chocolate center and then is also such this badass you yeah. know so to see that on both sides it's great you know and and also that helps like with what's you know robin's playing like she's not playing marcia but like there's a lot of dimensions to this character hmm. but what we see and i saw the pilot too and highly recommended tonight at 10 on abc again it's called the fix I saw the toll that losing that case took on Robin Tunney's character, mm-hmm. and I assume, I mean, obviously it's coming, you know, from Marsha Clark's brain, partly. I mean, that's not the type of thing, something as high, pro, uh, such a high-profile disappointment is not something you easily get over, I would imagine. No, oh, no, not Marcia. at all. And, mm-hmm. and also for everybody else, I mean, I play the investigator in the, you know, uh, district attorney's office. I mean, it was hard on all of us, Everyone, truly, you yeah. know, because it's just this setup. And, you know, it was interesting that we went to the district attorney's office here, like, to prepare. You know, we actually did some research and she mm-hmm. got us in there to meet some people and to meet the people who were there when the OJ trial happened. And how they describe, you know, like, he just has this presence. He just had this electricity. You know, it's very hard to try a case with somebody right. who is so, you know, magnetic. And innocent. And curious. All right, Baron. I'm going to tell you that you are so lovely and charismatic. I think I don't think you get away with murder, but I think but you could get away with a close. misdemeanor. Oh, sorry. I think, you, I think you could get away with a misdemeanor, and and the the jury would be blinded by your celebrity. I really do. <laughs> My celebrity. They'd be bl- blinded by Suki's cuteness. That's oh, true. Sure. You have to get the cone of cuteness and the cookies okay. you'd hand out to the jury. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's that too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The show is called The Fix. It airs tonight at 10 on ABC. you got to check it out. Have a quick to. break. More with our guest, Marin Dungey, when we return on K-Rock. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Marin Dungey and her little dog, Suki, in studio with us here on The <laughs> Kevin and Bean Show. Marin's new show is called The Fix. It airs tonight at 10 on ABC. Hey, I, um, you went to UCLA, right? I sure did. Your parents paid how much to get you in there? Do you know? <laughs> Figure it out. They now. love you enough to bribe Just someone to get clean. you in there. Come out clean. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, they before paid they me. get dragged through the news, you might as well just say it. Right. Yes. Nothing. No. They made me work really hard in high school, and there, there was no. Yeah. But I got into every single UC. Oh, Excellent. Wow. Oh, yes, I, I went to USC and got into none of the UCs. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So. Uh, Marin, Allie brought something up in the uh, the last What's Happening segment that she said we were we were going to ask you about, and mm. that is the continuing controversy of Steven Spielberg versus Netflix. You're an actress, and you've been in the business for a long time. Do sure. you have a Do you have a feeling on whether something has to be a full theatrical release to be eligible for an Oscar, or are Netflix movies like Roma have they uh, have they done the basics and they should be able to win Academy Awards? Um, well, did Roma ever come out, or just was just straight up on Netflix? No, they it was out theaters. for a couple weeks. They did theaters. the one week or two week thing that they require. Yeah, so they did play by the rules, but Spielberg says the the rules have to be changed because it's clearly it should win an Emmy if it's on TV. He looks at it as a TV movie. Well, it did come out in the theater, mm-hmm. so he has no leg to stand on as far right. as that's concerned. Right. I mean, I think I think yes, if it is strictly on Netflix or strictly on a streaming service, on you know. Uh, then it is a TV show, and then. But I, I do think that you have to, you know, look at the world that we live in, and that 
people wa- you know watch all you know all we consume things differently now completely yeah. you know like you know with my show the fix i'm sure that there's going to be many people who will just watch it tomorrow on their dvrs because mm-hmm. 10, like Allie, because it's, it's 10 too late too yes, late you know um for some people you know but uh <laughs> you know I, or so hulu I, yeah, or hulu or any yeah. of those you know uh-huh. which is but it, as long as it comes out in the theater first mm-hmm. i think it's fair yeah as, as, mean, as long as i think they do what is considered the bare minimum why not? Well, it'll come up when, you know, for Emmys as well, like the channel Spectrum, which is only going to be available for people who have that cable service. Mm-hmm. When they get a show that's premium and elite and whatever and up for Emmys, that's going to be up. And only certain people who have that service will be able to watch it. Right, which so, is kind of ridiculous because I, I know. know people see it. But here's what I... Here, you can't have Roma up for an Academy Award and then have it up for an Emmy. Like, you you got to... No, 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 it's one or the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Agree. Yeah. Um, have any of the Amazon... Amazon Prime, obviously, they've had... Like uh, yeah, well, uh, I guess those were TV. Those were TV awards, though. The yeah. Marvel just is amazing. Yeah, not movie. They yeah. did win Emmys. Yeah, mm-hmm. that counts as TV. Apps count as TV, I guess. And transparent. And yeah, why it's do been you think? TV. Why do you think is Spielberg just so against it? Just because he's so in love with the way he grew up, which is sitting with other people in a dark room and looking at an eighty foot screen. Is that where he's coming from? You think? Maybe, but you he's know, like what, an here, artiste. Here's the thing. At the end of the day, like as a mom, like mm-hmm. I can't get out all the time. You know what I'm saying? It yeah. costs extra money. You got to get a sitter. You got to da 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 da. You know, right. do all these things to get to the movies. And it's nice to be able to see things at home. And it's nice to be able to see... It, you're just making it more accessible. More people are going to see your product. Yeah, absolutely. It's so just, I think psyched those... if you went for a movie role and it turned out to be Netflix, that'd be A-OK with you if it didn't hit theaters. Did they pay me like it was a movie role? <laughs> That's the big question. I, I think let's wrap it up with Beat It, Spielberg. Sure. Right? That sounds like a That's good thing to do That's what you want to do career. as a working actor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's good. Yeah, absolutely. Beat sure. It. Yeah, huh? So, what? so Marin said she hates Steven Spielberg. No, 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 no. You heard no, it here first. No, That's I'm sending I him heard. cookies today because I uh, beat it, Spielberg. What just happened, Marin? Let me ask you a question. The fix. As Tonight, somebody right? that um, enjoys you as a human being and also follows you on Instagram, yes. The lovely Jennifer Garner, always on your Instagram, responding, lovely little stories. It's it's a delight. Some bon mots. Yes, uh, yeah, it's yeah. wonderful. She had mentioned in an interview that she'd be very willing to do an Alias reboot. As How do we would, make it happen? I don't know. But even when Jensen was talking this morning about going to the conventions and mm-hmm. whatever, I mean, not like, you know, I, like first of all, how, you know, it's it's gathering the team. I think right. that, you know, it's that's the whole thing is gather. I think that most people are willing to be a part of this. We've got really? you, we've got Jennifer Garner. Yep. What's who was the guy? The guy who played my boyfriend? Yeah. Uh, who was he? I, I, Bradley Cooper. Got Bradley it. I got Cooper, it. Bradley Cooper. Yes. Cooper. Yes. I don't, yes, yes. Like, he hasn't been doing much. Not at all. No. I'm sure he'd be interested. I'm sure he's totally available. You'd hang out. You guys. Alias reboot. We oh, need it. God. We need but it. Up, hey, up. I wonder if I knew anybody at Netflix hmm. who runs the drama department. <laughs> Do <Yeah>. you, <laughs> any, like, relatives or anything? I'm, I might know somebody. Shannon. That would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, because, like, an eight-episode, ten-episode event. Would right. be possible we, yes. over I a month or two. I would do a five-episode event yeah. to just get back in the old France bad Francie boots. Would be fun. I like it. That'd be fun. You know? I I'm love not sure it. if I'm dead or not, though. There's been so much controversy. Wow. With, like, I died, and then I came back, and then I... Eh, I Did you have, not. like, an evil, twisted twin sister, too? Well, no, that, that's what I'm talking about. The right. evil, yeah. the evil right. twin, Alison yeah. Doran, who became bad Francie. Right. That's right. Bad you know, Francie. I did have, like, an 80s cover band for two seconds called Bad Francie. <laughs> no, you did Really? Yes, I did. It's a good name. Amazing. Yes, I need to put it back together again. But, um... Yeah, so I'm not sure if I'm really dead because mm-hmm. Bradley okay. tried to kill me and Jen tried to kill me. I don't yeah. tried to kill me. You know how to tell. Bring it back. Let's find out. Coffee ice cream. I right? Yeah, exactly. 
If people have not watched the show, they're like, cut. what are they Why? doing? Deep cut, Allie. Yeah, deep cut. <laughs> deep, Real deep. deep cut. All right, we're almost out of time, but I got to ask you, I got a question, and then Allie's got a bunch of questions for you. Number oh. one is uh, The Fix tonight, ABC, 10 o'clock. We've seen the pilot. You guys are going to get sucked right. into this. You are going to enjoy it very much. Do you know how to pronounce his name? Oh, my God. Adewale? Sevi's name, yes. Adewale. Last name. No, that's ha- not even half the battle. Yeah. Adewale, he he of course was uh, Mr. Echo on Lost, and mm-hmm. he is the celebrity who's who's uh, being up. Uh, okay, he's for, OJ. I get it. No, he, he's yeah. not OJ. Okay, he's, he's not OJ. He's Sevy. He's Sevy. He has, he has ladies in his life die around him. Yes. And why is the question? All right, Adewale, go ahead. You're asking really the tough questions right this now. Is, <laughs> look, I don't even try. I have it on tape, so I don't ever have to say it. But I just wanted to see if you could do it since you are presumably are friends with the man. I am, but I really always just call him Ade, and I don't Adewale ever. Yeah. Akinoye Agbaje. There, there it is. is. Okay. Hmm. Yes. All right. There, there it is. One That's... more time. Adewale Akinoye Agbaje. All right. Thank okay. You. So, so now we know. Adewale Akinoye Agbaje. Agbaje. Easy. Executive produced and co-written by Marsha Clark herself. It is called The Fix. All right, Marin. Before you go, Ali's going to fire sixty seconds at you. Oh my She's God. got questions on a variety of topics. You just answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. Are Do I have you to ready? answer like it's Jeopardy? No, no. Okay, because no. I know how she feels about that. Yeah. Sixty <laughs> seconds with Marin Dungey. Here we go. Do you think it's weird that Tarzan has no beard? Yes. If you could, would you stop, drop, shut him down, or open up shop? Shut it down. Would you rather be friends with a guy named Chuck or a guy named Guy? Guy. Dog kisses on the mouth. Yes or no? Yes. Make out. Red vines or Twizzlers? Red vines. Toilet paper roll over or under? Over. Under's weird. What was your first job? I worked at Contempo Casuals. Oh. Oh, out. Uh, best pizza in L.A.? Ooh. The uh, uh, Moza. You can only bring one album to a deserted island. Which one? Duran Duran Rio. Pineapple on pizza, no? No, or yes, I'm never, a monster. Never. Okay. When were you the happiest? Oh, jeez. Right now. Best flavor of Starburst? Strawberry. Yellow Starburst, from hell or should it go to hell? No, I like them. Does Marin like coffee ice cream? No, she doesn't. <gasps> Puppy breath, bottle it up, sell it, or nope? Sell it. Hmm. Good answers. Except for pineapple, she very well may be the most perfect woman in the world. (laughs) (laughs) Have fun uh, on the show. The Fix airs tonight at 10 on ABC. You're welcome anytime, my dear. Oh, thanks, gang. Love you so much. Love you. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Hey, uh, Allie's here with our final look at uh, what's happening on a Monday. Guys, WonderCon. It's hitting Anaheim in 2019 at the Anaheim Convention Center. It's going down March 29th through the 31st. Wondercom Anaheim. Usually the kids cheer. Oh yeah, I, the kids are here. Yeah, there they are. <laughs> I was kids just wondering. I was mm-hmm. just wondering what the big uh, what the big to do is at Wondercom. You know, every uh, every one of these kinds of fan conventions always has you know some huge draw. I was just wondering if you knew what was happening. I'll look it up while you talk about it. Really call great. Now. Really great people. Don't call now. Hold yeah. on. Uh, feature presentations from 20th Century Fox, Amazon, DC, DreamWorks, Animation, FX, Geek and Sundry, Marvel, The Nerdist. We got it all happening, you guys. But how about three winners calling right now, and you are going to get a pair of one-day passes to WonderCon Anaheim 2019 at the Anaheim Convention Center, yeah! March 29 <laughs> through the 31st. Kids love it. Kids absolutely love it. Let's take callers 10, 11, and 12 at 1-800-520-1067. And you are going to win those tickets. Oh, hello. Oh, hello. There's some great comic people going. 
Jen Bartell, Katie Cook, Jerry du- uh, Jerry Duggan, Greg Pack. These are also my favorite comic book. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. Exciting. Can't wait. Mm-hmm. Ezra Miller, you guys. He uh, he really wants to keep playing the Flash. So much so that he's working on a draft of the Flashpoint script himself, along with the help of comics writer Grant Morrison. Now, whether or not Warner Brothers likes Miller's script attempt could determine his fate as Barry Allen. It doesn't make any sense. This is insane. Because the guys who are writing the script mm-hmm. are the dudes from Game Night and... Yeah, John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein are from Game Night and uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man Home- Homecoming. And, and I, Game Night was like my favorite movie of last you year. loved it. Loved it. And purely that kind of tone mm-hmm. is funny and humorous. Grant Morrison... The exact opposite. Which seems to be kind of why Ezra Miller needs to do it with him because they want to come up with kind of like a darker tone. But when you hire those dudes, it's not your attempt. Like the studio had a completely different idea on it. Right. And he signed up for that movie. Well, the hitch is that Miller could walk away. They're remaking Hitch. If Warner Brothers, no, no, doesn't go for his script because his holding deal in the DC system expires in May. That sounds like So this all sounds really weird, right? Doesn't it sound a little bit like a hostage situation? Sounds unchilled. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, you guys. I don't know. Seriously, though, you talk about Game Night more than anyone on the face of the earth. Great movie. Do, do, Do we need all of that? I was not expecting that twist at the end of Game Night. Yeah, great movie. Amazing. Amazing. Everyone see it. It was really good. You guys, Soldier Boy was arrested in L.A. on Friday for another alleged weapons violation. He was supposed to perform at the Clippers game that night, but he was taken into custody after Ventura County Sheriff's deputy seized ammo at his residence during a surprise search last month. He was arrested around 8 a.m., released about five hours later, Put on Instagram, just got out of jail, and then plugged his Clippers halftime show in a follow-up post. And Dave was at that game, and we saw a video of Soldier Boy performing. So, performing. I mean, it was a long day. You he go had, to jail for a bit. Yeah, he was still wearing his uh, jail ID bracelet. He <laughs> was. Yes, yeah, he was killing it. That's insane. It's just cuckoo. Um, I don't, I don't know what's happening right now, but Lady Gaga took the stage at Black Rabbit Rose. For a special performance on Friday night here in L.A. Mm-hmm. They have a jazz night event, and Lady Gaga hopped on stage, performed some Frank Sinatra songs with the band, including hits Fly Me to the Moon, and then a very sultry version of Sinatra's Call Me Irresponsible. She was then seen hanging out at a booth with actor Jeremy Renner, and I, this I didn't know. Say it. The Black Rabbit Rose has live music every Thursday, organized by Limp Bizkit's Fred Durst. It's right? a revival, guys. I'm telling you. We are here for the renaissance. Hashtag uh, biscuits, biscuits for, weenie. for weenie. Biscuits for weenie. We, I started this, what, about Although, a week ago? Although, I did think this weekend I had a better hashtag. What was it? Hashtag limp weenie. No, no one likes that. But it is better. It is better. It is. Um, but we want we want Limp Biscuit to play Weenie Roast. Yeah. And by we, I determined that um, alone last week. But well, then I you think agreed. We were all on board. We're all on Everybody board. then was on board because you need a nostalgic band, especially one that once they're on stage, you're like, oh my god, all of these hits. That is Limp Biscuit for us. I'll so, tell you who. I'll tell you who put us on this path. Uh huh. Was Little Chip. 
who saw them at Musink yes. and said that not only was it a great show and she loved it, mm-hmm. but there were 10,000 other people there yeah. who were so excited to hear those songs again by Limp Bizkit. They I were know all rolling, 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 baby. You, you hear it the first time and you go, oh, they're kidding. No. no. It would be awesome. I don't know that the music department shares our enthusiasm. This could just Listen. be us. Well, I, I feel if we put it out there enough, like, A, we're putting out to the universe, but maybe if Fred Durst is listening or anyone that knows Fred Durst, tells him. Hey, play Wingy Roast. Let's not do now. this. We don't want them to, uh, don't call right now. We don't want them to, like, open early and they, we're not giving them the muggo spot. No, we, we they're, want they're close to closing. Yeah, we want yeah. big name up top. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, it's a celebration of, uh, of Limp Biscuit. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. I mean, it's been 20 years, right? Yeah. We're, we're ready. All is forgiven. Come home. Yeah. That's what we're saying. There was nothing to forgive, um, but that's what I mean. Right. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag biscuits for weenie. Hashtag biscuits for weenie, but biscuits yeah. has to be spelled like that with the Z. Yeah, and I'll tell you something else. You mm-hmm. know who would be really, really happy to see Limp Biscuit at the weenie roast? Hmm. Frankie Valley. You're a big fan of uh, of Limp Biscuit, then, right? Of who? Limp Biscuit. Yeah, I guess I am. I mean, you can tell. <laughs> He's Why did Muggs up. ask Frankie Valley about Limp Biscuit? I have no idea. He is a gift. He is a gift to us all. I love it so very much. I'm now going to be disappointed if it doesn't happen. Oh, yeah. Don't get me started on Smash Mouth. Well, that's our backup. Absolutely. And people on, like, a couple weeks ago were like, you guys are kidding, right? No! Hashtag smash that weenie. <laughs> You're the worst at hashtags, and by worst, the best. <laughs> ah, that's our plan B. You guys, so. honestly. And then somebody else wrote in, um, Bean's going to be leaving. This will be his last weenie roast. Oh, Why yeah. doesn't he come up with who's playing? And I say, kudos, listener. You're right. Bean, you're in charge. Yeah. L- Limp Biscuit and Smash Mouth. We've got, the, we've got the, the booking already begun. I love it. I love it so very much, you guys. Um, I know you guys were all wondering, hey, any date yet for the Golden Globes in 2020? Mm-hmm. Yep. January 5th for the 77th annual Golden Globes broadcast. Why are they, why? Why are they telling us that? I don't care. No one should care. Right? I mean, not that far in advance or not even that far a couple days. I'm sure before. that information is of use to other people who are planning television shows. I think that's why you want to, just like you stake out Memorial Day weekend before another movie studio does, mm-hmm. they want to make sure that Sunday night the Oscars knows and the Emmys knows and the Grammys know and all the other kinds of shows know that they've got it. Thank you, Mr. Know-it-all. He's very smart, mm-hmm. right? How about some birthdays for you? We've got Dane Cook. We've got Vanessa Williams. Adam Levine. Let's give some love to Maroon 5. Adam Pally and Queen Latifah. From Barbershop 2, all hail Queen Latifah. And that's what's happening. Thank you, Allie. Thank you. The SoCal Helpful Honda dealers are handing out random acts of helpfulness, and we all win with a commercial-free drive home today at 5 p.m. On the program tomorrow, a couple of things worth mentioning. First of all, uh, R.J. Bell joins us from Las Vegas. Apparently, there is some... It's a sport with a ball, and it's played by kids who are still going to college. Yes. Mm-hmm. Collegiate it's, hoops. I think it's okay. a tournament. I think I can say it's a tournament. Legally, I can get away with that. Do we know when it takes place? Uh, it's it's not February and it's not April. Oh, so it's in somewhere between. Okay. in between, mm-hmm. and it's right. insanity. It does go crazy. Yeah. Yes, uh, RJ Bell is going to tell us how to make money off of all that on the program tomorrow. Also, it's uh, round two of our new feature, "Is It Racist?" Which I'm looking <laughs> forward to. We'll continue to have Black Keys at the Forum tickets for you, WonderCon Anaheim tickets, and Jim Jeffries tickets. And the best part of all, ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow on the Kevin and Bean Show. 
The Return of the Monkey. Yay! K-Rock's Kevin is not dead. He just got lost trying to get to the building. He'll be back tomorrow right here on the world-famous K-Rock. It's Kevin and Bean! K-Rock K-R-O-Q. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.